0: Right, now we must do some sort of intro.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially with all this energy you've got.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm full of energy. You, you, do you think I not have any energy?
1: I believe you can summon it from wherever it needs to come. Mm-hmm.
0: Deep from the depths of my cockles.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the um, spirit with the times, we'll both try. It's a Zoom call. We'll try to not take our dicks out as much, right?
0: I mean, it's audio only,
1: so <laughs> hey. you, know,
0: you don't know what I'm doing over here.
1: Podcasting one-handed, all right.
0: It's just amazing that it took until October for a Zoom dick to enter the lexicon. Uh, <laughs> what a world, what a world. What are you drinking?
1: I am drinking a beverage called, um, what's the actual name of it? Glacier Cherry Gatorade. Glacier Cherry, okay.
2: Yeah.
0: What color is it? White. You could have just said white.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you feel well, like yeah, you... you were missing some electrolytes? A little tapped out?
1: Who knows where I leave them these days.
0: Mm-hmm. Who indeed. I'm having a, uh, a Limoncello La Croix. What is that? The Croix. The oh,
1: cro- oh. The Croy. oh, you have one of those?
0: Mm-hmm. I stole it from my parents' house.
1: Mm. Anyway.
0: <clears throat> it's weird because it kind of tastes creamy, even though it's cream soda. Or not cream soda, uh, sparkling water. I don't know, it's weird
1: it's weird that it has a flavor at all that's what you're saying Mm
0: -hmm. well how do you get the the cream and something clear
1: um if you really want to know i'll show you
0: (laughs) bend over and i'll show you (laughs) all right should we start the podcast
1: i don't know can it get weirder and hornier (laughs) should it
0: i suppose this is as good a time as any to bring up the contest again Uh, (laughs) um As, as you may have been listening to uh, other podcasts and, and already known this, but we did put out a book recently. It's called Trouble Always Finds Me. Uh, we have a contest going. First, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has uh, participated in the contest before and those who have not. Uh, anyone who's, you know, purchasing the book in some weather, definitely appreciate it. Uh, but if you want to help support the pod and also get a chance to be on the pod, if you buy Trouble All Finds Me, either the paperback or ebook copy of it and uh, take a photo of it and then Instagram or Twitter post the photo with the hashtag Trouble All Signs Me, you'll be entered into a drawing. We'll select two people who can uh, separately come on the podcast with us, to talk about whatever they want, uh, movie or TV wise. They can either do a PLL uh, podcast with us or they can do a headcanon one about a movie or TV show. Mm hmm. Have we covered our bases there? I think we have. I think so. Um, if you are like, have a private account or something like that, you can just DM us or email us. Uh, RoseWatchAppeal2 at gmail.com. We've
1: got uh, one of those. Uh, yep.
0: evidence. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks to everyone who's participating. It seems like we've got a fair amount. There's some competition for sure.
1: And you can double up too. You can do both Twitter and uh, the Instagram. We've got a couple of those.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We should have planned this out in advance and been like, for every star you you rate it and review us, we'll like put an extra ball in the in the lotto for you or something, but it's probably too late for that now.
1: We could still do that.
0: Well, I don't want to alter the rules of the game after they've begun. Well, but stay I think, tuned.
1: Maybe we'll figure out something and we'll do another round of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got lots of time. There's also yeah. the holiday season coming up. I think mm-hmm. we'll do the drawing next week on the pod.
1: Well, here's my thing about that. You're resistant really to like that. that. Well, here's my thing about that is... Mm-hmm. During the day at work, I do a lot of stuff with logistics and people. Mm-hmm. I don't like to announce things with people until like it's a little more set. Like there's a date and a time, so I don't want to like announce pick somebody. The names. We can we can do it off air too, and then contact the people, and then we can no, announce it. It's more once fun if agreed. we
0: it's more fun if we pick the names. They can we'll just say hey they don't want to do it if they don't want to do it.
1: Okay, let's just shame them. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm fine got with their it. Money. <laughs> Perfectly fine with it.
1: This is a. This they is a, entered the
0: contest that they weren't expecting to win. I don't, I don't know why they. This is a
1: glimpse that. into what you're you're in for if you end mm-hmm. up on air with us. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> All right.
0: Hello and welcome to hit I'm James.
1: And I'm Marco Sparks. Hi.
0: Hello. How's it going?
1: It's good, it's great. How are you?
0: Hanging, banging.
1: Doing yeah? great. Birthday
0: boy? Drinking my La Croix, being a year older. Crushing it. You know. Mm. Mm. Got mm. some new shoes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you feel like one year closer to death?
0: No, but I feel an inch taller because these shoes have some nice thick soles, so I like that.
1: What what are we what are we at now? What can we mark on the door frame? What height?
0: I'm tall enough
1: okay cool it could be taller to ride to ride the ride Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) all right well we are going to be discussing the ring directed by gory verbinski 2002 film not the japanese version but before we talk about
1: that not not one of the 11 other movies (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. before we discuss that yeah what are we watching what am i watching um you watching Not really any new shows. I played some video games. I've been Mm -hmm. off from work. And so I'm using that precious vacation time to play video games as one does. I replayed The Last of Us in preparation to play The Last of Us Part 2. And also finally got around to finishing the the Star Wars game, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm -hmm. It was fine. I don't know. It's kind of blah. Um Watch some of the game because after watching uh, last week's movie, No Escape, I wanted to watch the real thing. Mm -hmm. None of that methadone. Need the real smack. Mm. And at some point last night, I found myself watching just like reaction videos to like people listening to uh, Folklore by Taylor Swift and reacting to it. Those are something. Those are a handful. Go ahead. ahead. Say what you want to say.
2: How
1: are we doing over there? You okay? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? It's so good now. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: What are you listening to? Or watching, right. I should say.
1: Uh, I've watched a lot of stuff all over the place this last week. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is back, so I've been watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I poor watch... thing. Am I? Why? I,
0: don't know, I just didn't feel like the show was doing
1: it. How much did you watch? Like two episodes? Like four. Okay. Mm-hmm. A great review. Mm-hmm. Um, the West Wing... I don't know if you really call it a reunion. I guess they're reunited. I watched that episode. Was uh, it
0: like in character?
1: Yeah, they're just they're just doing a play version, filmed of a previous episode.
0: Oh, okay, that's not, not okay.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, with uh uh Sterling K Brown as as Leo. Okay, but pretty much everyone else back, which was, I mean. I want to say shocking, but you know, a lot of the folks is like, "What were you doing?" Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Of course, you're back. Um, it's just that thing too, where a lot of people are older. So, like, uh, like I know this is Patrick Stewart for like a long time. Patrick Stewart for like 40 years, he was the same exact age, mm-hmm. and then by the time you get to Star Trek Picard, like he can not talk as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so it's like some of the people just can't enunciate as much as they could have, except for uh, Martin Sheen is still fucking on fire. Mm.
0: Um the so Donna watched, really not getting it done anymore huh.
1: Not Donna fan huh? Okay. Uh Snow Falling on Cedars because I read the book, the movie sucks. Um mm. the book's not that great either. Uh the new Rebecca which is so fucking boring. Mm. Um On the Rocks, the Sofia Coppola movie. I watched that last night.
0: Yeah, I haven't got to that yet.
2: Yeah.
1: It's fine. <laughs> Uh, and then I watched the entire season of Ted Lasso, which I am shocked was how much. So you I have
0: uh, the, the Apple TV please, huh?
1: Uh, I bought a laptop last year, so yeah. I oh, right, okay. So and then great. Apple TV emailed me and said, "Fuck it, no one's buying it. You want another six months for free? You got it." It's
0: about like soccer or something.
1: Or it's about soccer or something. Footy,
0: as they call it over there. Yeah. Across well, the it's pond. weird.
1: It's it's based on these like not funny NBC news like skits like n b c sports skits mm-hmm. from like twenty fourteen and I went back and I watched those and they're not funny um and it's interesting how they pretty much cannibalized every bit of the script for those commercials and worked them throughout the season of the show and it it works better anyway yeah i don't i don't really, I don't really like Jason sudeckis so i didn't have a lot of high hopes, but i was i don't know it's a very uplifting show. I highly recommend it to most people who, who see
0: like mr uh, Olivia Wilde. He's Mr. Olivia Wilde. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The snow guys.
1: He's like... Uh, I feel like he's like the creepiest one
0: to me. What about Colin Jost?
2: Which
1: one's Colin Jost? Oh, Mr. He's, Scarjo?
0: Mr. Scarjo, yeah.
1: Well, no, I, I take the back. There's a clear creepiest one that I don't want to spend any time with.
0: Hmm. Oh, right, right, yeah. You know what I'm
1: talking about. I, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, what what am I listening to here? Uh, doing a lot of Death Cab for Cutie. I think I was in a Seattle mood after watching The Ring. Mm.
1: Mm. Two great tastes. Mm-hmm. You could just you could just put the Death Cab right over the score of this movie. Yeah. What about uh, you, I got into an artist I discovered called I don't know how to pronounce this person's name at all Nilafur Yanya. Um, I've been listening to. A single song off the new local natives album on repeat for the last two days, and the other mm. night I just hanging out, man. I just had like a hame night. Mm. Okay, yeah, just a hame night. Just letting so what's, all hang what's out.
0: going on over there? You you doing okay? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm not quite to the levels of watching folklore reaction videos, great, but I'm mm. trying to get there.
0: Every man dies, but not every man truly lives. Is that the same?
1: This is how some men die and others become legends. So mm-hmm. what are you reading?
0: I'm still on the left-handed booksellers of London. I think I'm probably going to be done with it soon, about two-thirds of the way through. It's interesting. I don't know. It, it almost like there's so much world building that it almost seemed a waste if it was just a single book hmm. because it's like every chapter. It's, it felt like for the first half of the book was like introducing new elements of the, the weird world of the booksellers. So... um I don't know if there's planned sequels or not, but it's fine so far.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: What about you? I'm s-
1: still reading The Secret History. I will hmm. probably be done in like another month or two. Why is that? I don't know. Not I'm enjoying the book just fine. Um, I'm, I feel like, you know, I'll read a bunch at a time and then I'll just sit there and think, I've been reading this book for three weeks now. Why, why am I not moving faster through it? Hmm.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Indeed. Indeed. The ultimate question. All right. Well, I think we've covered all of our usual topics. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for the main course. Two thousand two's the ring. Do you have an opening
1: statement? Yeah. Let me climb my way out of this well here. Um, I think as a concept, uh, I like. There's obviously there's some cultural differences. I like the idea of J horror stories as I understand them, like the way they get at anxieties in society more brazenly, more daringly at times. Um, not that I watch a ton, not that I think any of the other following American remakes of such movies were good, like this one um but these movies have an interesting way of dealing with the concerns about the flea nature of the time and you know accomplishing what you can with what little time you have um the way new new technology inserts stuff in the society this in this case we're watching this in twenty twenty old technology. The perpetuation of evil, vicious cycles. You can only get rid of a problem by passing on to someone else. I mean, I grew up with chain letters. So I don't know about you, but man, I really thought at the time this came out that Gore Verbinski was going to be the love child of David Fincher and Roman Polanski. I feel like in parts of this movie, obviously, like Polanski doesn't do movies like this, but he nailed the tone. He's definitely got that like weird filter. It feels like the Fincher used in his early movies, with a touch of like Andrew Wyeth, like you know, framing. Um, this movie has a vibe, it has some unsettling moments, it has atmosphere, it projects. Um, there's almost like an Edward gory esque, I don't know, ooky vibe to it at times. Um, it, to me, it kind of still feels slightly modern in a way. That we take out the fact that it's about a VHS tape, um, 18 years later. Um, some interesting ideas at play about the visual image and how our lives revolve around TVs, like a Marshall McLuhan way. Um, it's kind of interesting too in a way just people's brains like work and, and become obsessed with the things we see, the way we dissect them, try to find meaning the way we create meanings out in the real world. Like, Oh my God, look at that ladder. Um, visually though, I, I thought it was funny that this guy, uh, who shot this also did a cinematography for underwater, the movie in which case Two killed Cthulhu, which I think was earlier this very year. If I remember correctly in January. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting that this movie kind of snuck in right before i think dvd really really started dominating um before the internet like rose obviously the prominence that it would i mean she obviously searches things on the internet in this movie but she also goes to a fucking library to get a book on lighthouses which is wild uh if you love movies like all the president's men or spotlight because you love watching reporters like hunt down a story this has got you covered it's a spooky detective story if you like creepy ass fucking kids this movie's got you covered because naomi Watts's kids vastly creepier than samara ever was if you like movies where the sun makes maybe three cameo appearances this has got you covered um if you like aaron kruger i don't know why this is his only thing he's written i ever enjoyed um lastly i would just say i would i would highly recommend if you're bored going down the wikipedia rabbit hole of these stories just about the novels the various tv movies movies books prequels i think in one of the japanese stories like sadaka's a teenager and it's implied that she might be the offspring of a sea monster um yeah no more rambling i i enjoy this movie what about you Uh
0: yeah i think this movie it might be a masterpiece i i really i love the style the muted green and blue tones there's some hitchcock shots got this, this damp pacific northwest setting. And kind of the videotape horror aesthetic, like it's all just working perfectly for me. I think Naomi Watts is a perfect Hitchcock blonde in the role. She's just far enough off the A-list that you believe she might die. Um, I think if it was a bigger star, the movie might have felt different. Uh, I've never seen the original Ringu, and I kind of never want to, because I think this movie just kind of it perfectly nails the concept on its own. Uh, I think I watched this for the first time on DVD. I didn't see it in the theater. Um, It definitely freaked the shit out of me. Uh, it's just got that austere tone and this flinty heroine that's just right up my alley. Uh, this may have been a movie that kind of started my fascination with Seattle. I think it does something that so many horror movies fail at, which is that it establishes a mood and a growing dread instead of just relying on jump scares to tweak the audience. It's the kind of horror film that will play again later in your nightmares. I wish Gore Rubinsky uh, would make another movie like this in statement.
2: Hmm.
1: Did you ever see that Care for Wellness?
0: Nope. I saw the reviews, and they said it was terrible. And when enough people say a movie's terrible, I tend to believe them.
1: There were enough shots in the trailer that I had high hopes, but I, yeah, I never you know, saw know
0: You know what kept me away? Even Dane DeHaan. Exactly, yeah. If <laughs> if it had different actors in it, I might have intended, but I can't stand that guy. I yeah, also yeah. think, uh, what was that movie? Chronicle. Overrated as fuck. Sorry. Not a good movie. Oh. What?
1: Isn't there a Grito called Happy Star Wars Day, Josh Trank? Probably. (laughs) Okay. Do you have some top moments?
0: I have many. I have 10 of them.
1: Oh, shit. Nice. I have nine. So go for it. All right.
0: So let's see. My number 10 is, I don't know. I feel like this could be higher, but there's so many. Uh, When she's down in the well and she kind of runs her hand through the hair in the water and kind of pulls out this black hair. That was just my moment of like, man, fuck everything. I would I would probably just die of shock at that point.
1: I'm amazed it took you an hour and fifty minutes to get to a fuck everything. Mine was 15 minutes into the movie.
0: Well, you know, uh podcasts we both enjoy listening to. We hate movies. They do this kind of bit sometimes where it's like, how far into the horror movie would you have killed yourself? Mm. I don't know at this movie, but probably not probably before that moment.
1: Well, also I think it should be at what level? Would you, hmm. Brian Cox, level of yes. kill <laughs> <laughs> Like that, that whole island has no more power, right? Like he just wrecked the power for the whole island. Um, my my number nine moment is just the introduction of Naomi Watts's character in this movie because there's only one moment in this movie. I right, Let me amend my opening statement. This movie only like really scared me once. It's just kind of perfectly unsettling and uneasy the rest of the way and there's some unintentional comedy but my number nine is the intro of her character it's the most working single mom intro in a movie ever where like the kids drawing the creepy ass kids drawing in this classroom because mom didn't pick them up and you just hear her screaming into her cell phone like down the hallway she gets closer mm-hmm. and she walks in and she's just like like fuck you or whatever to her boss and hangs up and it's just like looks at the teacher and sheepishly is like sorry
0: Let's see, my number nine is uh getting some background from the psychiatrist there about Samara putting visions in people's heads and Naomi Watts' as Rachel character asks, Was there anything wrong with her? And the doctor says, You mean medically?
1: <laughs> I love that doctor. Uh let's see number eight. Uh oh. When she wakes up to find that Aiden has gone before her and watched the tape or gotten it before, her, and she just like flips into this super melodramatic tone, like "No!" And then the ominous phone call comes, and she hangs up, and then it calls again, and she answers. She's like, "Leave him alone!" I forgot how much she just does, like not even like scream queen screaming throughout this movie. Though she's got a great scream queen scream. Uh, there's scream, just a lot of
0: queen scream.
1: She's got a lot of uh, yelling that she does.
0: Hmm. All right. Let's see. Number eight, the flashback to Anna Morgan killing Samara, just the bag over the head and throwing her down the well. Apparently, it was supposed to be much more brutal, and they like cut trimmed it down to make it PG thirteen. But I'd say it's still effective the way it is. Mm, yeah. Creepy ass Samara.
1: And uh, what century does Anna Morgan live in? Yeah, really. <laughs> she's dressed like she's I don't know victorian gothic Ugh. uh my number seven is the almost scream like opening with amber tamblin and her uh friend the lovely goth nightmare and uh, these two girls are like they're like one trafficking gripe away from being like QAnon people and they're like conspiracy theory shit like is this why i didn't understand women back in high school because they were like talking about chemtrails and shit i don't know yeah who knows? Uh but anyways, it's a fun it's a fun opening. Um it's very simplistic, it sets up our premise. I like it. All
0: right. My number six or seven. Where are we at?
1: Uh, well, I just did seven, so maybe you do your seven. My seven.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I my never mind definitely technically technically this is my honorable mention number four.
1: Uh, mm.
2: so
0: we're only supposed to do three moments. But anyway, when Rachel watches the video and then she gets a call, just like We've, we've heard tell of this mysterious video and now it's time to watch it. And it's pretty good job of like, I don't know. I feel like it, it lives up to its reputation. It's not, it's not just like snuff or anything, but it's like definitely weird unsettling. And then the phone yeah. rings seven days.
1: Cool. Uh, So six, it's a two-parter. Um, It's the when she breaks into the Morgan house the second time or the Morgan property the second time, the great motif is set up with the lighthouse light shining throughout the, um, yes. Yeah. And then he's just suddenly there behind her as she's watching the tape. Um, but of course then when Richard Morgan played by the brilliant Brian Cox goes upstairs, he's got like a surge protector dangling around his neck. He's got every electronics that he can move in the house into the bathroom. He's got like a horse collar. I don't even know. On that's, his
0: head—that's how you do it, man.
1: I mean, he is gonna fucking rotisserie himself in mm-hmm. this bathtub. <laughs> uh,
0: my number six is the the journey to uh, the island is like a lighthouse, I think. Um, it was kind of this narration about Samara and like these great shots, you know, overhead looking down, very very shining, uh, you know, driving uh, on the highway. Hmm.
2: I don't
0: know. It's interesting there's so many, like some of them, I don't know if they're cranes or if they're all helicopters, but like they're really reminiscent of like the more recent popular, like drone shots you get in a lot of movies. Yeah. But like, I don't know. They, these are some of the best. They, I, these have to be helicopters, I think, because I don't think drone technology existed then for this, but like they're some of the best I've ever seen. Like they're so good and they're so tight, you know, like some helicopter shots. It's like, you can just kind of tell like, well, they did the best they could. They're on a helicopter, but like these are like perfectly framed and, like super smooth. Like they just look incredible.
1: I mean, it's just smart about how you figure which way is the car going and where Mm -hmm. do we want to intersect it? Um, number five, it's of course the horse and the boat.
0: That's your five. Uh, Wow. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: And as everyone runs to the other side of the boat and looks down and wait, wait, wait. And then the the wake is just red coming out of the propeller.
0: Just, just a, Little smoothie of red down
1: there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Churning the, sound. Water.
1: Also, the unintentional comedy of the way the horse, I shouldn't laugh at it, but the way the horse hits the side of the boat. It just goes,
0: it, yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a couple of those moments. Like when she gets hit by the TV at the end, mm-hmm. that's pretty funny too.
0: Also, that there's um, there's like the, the horse's owner, you kind of, if you're paying close attention, like at one point she goes, that's my horse. And then you see her, she's yeah. right next to her,
1: watching yeah, the horse the get
0: chopped up. Yeah.
1: Oh, also, uh, I just got to go back to Brian Cox real quick. Before he dies, she yells, but my son will die. And he says, oh, yes, he will. Sorry. <laughs> uh,
0: let's see. My number four uh, is number
1: five.
0: That's right. Five. The opening. Um, I don't know if it hits as hard for younger folks, but like just something like the idea of an old CRT TV turning on of its own accord is such a creepy thing. Mm hmm. Cause I don't know, like these days, the smart TVs, like it, it, I feel like it'd be less out of the ordinary. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, something yep. about the secret TV is it's such a simplistic thing where it's like I think she even unplugs it and it turns on at one point. Or well, flickers. the way
1: the the light just kind of comes out of the center and spreads mm-hmm. too.
0: It's yeah, nice and then uh, when we get that, you know, all, all the creepiness of the opening, but then that kind of quick flash we get later to finding the body in the closet there is a uh, nightmare fuel
1: um, my number four is a moment it's a very small moment that I've I've loved since the first time I saw it um, it's when fucking Noah is over at Naomi's apartment watching the ring tape and she's out on the balcony looking at all the other big buildings around the
0: little rear window moment
1: well, there's literally a guy in a wheelchair yeah. in front of the TV with a broken leg, but yeah, she's just kind of scanning all the people and all the people in the windows in the building across from her all have a TV on in their lives. Um, but the scene is just—I don't know—it's immaculate. Like the way it's like one of those times the movie like slows down. It has this contemplative moment because that's that's what the original had or the original. We say the original because there was a movie before that one, but. Like, it was very much more slow, and it just let you pack Dread in on it. But all that dread and uncertainty and isolation just catch up to you, and then Noah steps out and ruins it again.
0: Not a fan of Noah, huh?
1: Not a fan of Noah.
0: I'm I'm shocked. I would not have expected that.
1: Are you a fan of Noah? You a Noah guy?
0: We'll see when we get to my rankings.
1: Oh, my God. You're going to have him, like, number two, aren't you?
0: We'll see. Yeah, that, uh, that rear window moment. It's like Rubinsky's like, I hope people get that this is a rear window homage. Maybe I'll put a guy in a leg cast in, just mm-hmm. to be sure. Mm-hmm. All right. My number four. When uh, I think this is Noah, who's watching the video of the session of Samara. Oh, wait, no, not. not I'm sorry. It's not because he, he doesn't find the tape. It is uh, Rachel who's watching it because the tape is in uh, Richard Morgan's VCR at his house. And then suddenly as she's watching it, like he's just like looming there behind Rachel. And like, they could have done that as like a jump scare, but they didn't instead. Like, I love the, the light coming in from the lighthouse. um, Really beautiful shot. And then on screen Samara going, but he doesn't know. And just like the creepiest fucking way possible.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, and, and also you don't want to hurt anyone. Do you? But I do. But
0: I do. And I'm sorry. And it's going to happen again.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: my number three is the flashback jump scare to the mom finding Katie's body in the closet. Of course. That scared the fucking shit out of me when I first watched this. Um, I think about this maybe every other time I open my closet door.
2: Is it,
0: is it, was it a scare or was it like, like, um, I don't know. I feel like there's different types of scares. There's like shock, but then there's like, like, like fear, you know?
1: I'm trying to think, how did I react? I believe that I jumped up from my chair and said, ah! Mm. So yeah, whatever that is. This
0: was a video podcast.
1: Yeah. Um, also I love the fact that at the funeral, rightfully so, everyone's just like, what kind of teenager has a stroke and drugs aren't involved? And what kind of teenager just like her heart stops. It's like, also what kind of teenager dies from being like a waterlogged zombie person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause that, that corpse is wretched. Yeah.
0: All right. My number three is, uh, after it's seemingly all over and Rachel's talking to her son, Aiden and Aiden goes, you helped her. Why did you do that? You weren't supposed to help her. It's like a great twist. Like it's like oh it wasn't the mom who was evil Samara was the evil one the whole time, don't you understand Rachel? She never sleeps.
2: Yeah,
1: don't you understand Rachel? We're gonna get a sequel that's fucking dog shit. Um.
0: Well, in in this podcast, we only respect this movie.
1: Okay. Uh, I did my my one and two are kind of interchangeable, so I'm gonna go with this order. My number two is Noah's death.
0: Hmm. Okay. I. What?
1: I love it that ending. That ending, it just it's. I don't know if I was like scared by this point in my first watch, or if I was just like nice, nice. So
0: my number two is essentially the same, although I called it Samara comes out of the well and then out of the TV. Okay, because uh, I guess that was more what I was
1: focused on than Noah in that scene. Yeah, I mean, I I think at that point I'm I'm certainly siding with Samara. Also, I love that really? the dumb person is clearly an adult, like. Like those are some jacked arms and legs, like I guess climbing up that well would uh mm-hmm. gets you a definition, but then, like then our, it becomes like a little girl again,
0: her gross hair somehow like goes first,
1: yeah seriously Oh, <laughs> uh, there's just something funny though about watching a guy in flip flops get fucking killed
0: mm-hmm. wow, not a fan of Noah, huh, Wonder, That's I can't wait to see where you rank him in the power against at the end.
1: If, like you can guess, mm-hmm. um, my number one. This is why it's kind of interchangeable. It's it's really just the ring tape itself. Like if it didn't work, this movie would feel very strange built around it. Um, you know, on the podcast you mentioned, they they talked about meshes of the afternoon. Um, I've heard people refer to it like Sergei Eisenstein esque. It's definitely like some a student like effectives like student film shit meets almost like a David Lynchian dream vibe. I don't see Eisenstein personally, but sure. Um, I don't know. It just uh, the the closest thing I can think of in a more modern context is there's a bit in the newer Suspiria where Tilda Swinton is like, "Let's just send Susie our nightmares," and it's just this recurring thing of just these strange images that are kind of vaguely horrific. And I don't know, nothing about this movie is like overt except for like the nail is kind of gross and there's some bugs, but yeah, I love it. It's it's super creepy.
0: Yeah, my number one is one you already mentioned. But to me, this is, like, the the first thing I think of whenever I think of this movie is The Horse on the Ferry just the (laughs) the way it goes over the side and then getting all cut up. Um, It's really stark. And, I don't know, for a movie that's, like, so much, like, mood Mm -hmm. and kind of, like, slow dread, this is a moment of, like, oh, fuck.
1: And it's, like, you... (sighs) Stop putting your hand in that thing, too, right beforehand. Yeah, really. What are
0: you you doing? Just leave the horse alone.
1: The horse is like, get the fuck away from me, bitch.
0: And (laughs) she's like, no, no, let me just keep trying to
1: calm you. Seriously. I want the little girl, like, in the alternate universe to be like, hey. Hey, get get your fucking hand away from my horse.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, those are our top moments. There are many more. In this movie, as we move into our general discussion, uh, you mentioned him earlier. there. Uh, I was I, I, I'd i forgotten this and I looked at the, uh, the IMDb page and I was wait, Aaron Kruger yeah. wrote this movie. That doesn't make sense. He's a talentless hack. And yeah. then it's like, oh, actually, Scott Frank did an uncredited rewrite. So then it all adds up because, you know, who wrote the sequel and didn't get a punch up from Scott Frank? Aaron Kruger
1: mm-hmm. makes sense. God, that sequel is Just so a worthless. Fun,
0: hack friend of Ben. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Rune Screen 3. <sighs> Gore Verbinski, on the other hand, would go on to make, um, what, at least four Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I think.
1: I've only seen one.
0: I mean, the first one was good. I think he did a, a fine job with the first one. And then he just kept going.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and then he bad.
0: made The Cure for Wellness. And yeah, Lone Ranger was, I don't know, it's like he got like sucked into the blockbuster machine and like never got out.
1: And having seen the new Rebecca, I'm going to go on a limb and, and go back to my original opinion, which is enough of the Army Hammer. Give you know, he was break. he was
0: good in The Social Network, and Give me I don't know if he's been good since then. Yeah,
1: on Army Hammer.
0: Oh, he also did Ringo. Don't forget about the old Frog Sheriff. There
1: is that a Johnny Depp voice?
0: I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, it looks so, like he only did he only did three of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I guess he didn't which, do the last two.
1: The original trilogy nice mm-hmm.
0: the holy trilogy
1: bring me that horizon and then end the movie okay
0: mm-hmm. oh, now in the mexican i mean oh, maybe he, i don't know is it possible he just got lucky with the ring and pirates of the Caribbean the first one maybe
1: the mexican was not bad but it was forgettable
0: i did the budweiser uh frogs commercial back in the day so there you go uh, mm.
1: Not a slouch, then.
0: Well, I mean, a couple bad religion music videos, some monster magnet. Not exactly a lightweight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and a good day to you, sir!
0: He's <laughs> working on a movie called Spaceless. A uh, oh. man walks up inside a spacesuit, tumbling helplessly, wakes up inside a spacesuit, tumbling helplessly through space, with a computer design to keep him company until his air runs out. Trying to solve the mystery of his death. Eh.
1: I feel like I've seen Gravity and I was good there.
0: Bruckheimer movie. Hmm. Yeah, we'll Ugh. see if that ever gets shot. Wait, he won an Oscar? Hold on a second. Mm, best oh, ever. for Rango. Okay. Hats off to the frog is, sheriff.
1: Isn't is it a frog? Is that what that thing is? <laughs> I don't know. Is Rango like some kind of like... Paddington esque masterpiece that just no one's ever heard, like known was good. Yeah. I saw know. Rango.
0: <laughs> Someone did, apparently, gave it an Oscar. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on from Gord Um, The scary story at the beginning to like set up the tape. It's fun. I'm not sure how these teens, like, how is it an urban legend already?
1: Like, if they just a created questions. the tape, but yeah. I have a lot of questions. Um, yeah, so, and again, we've got Amber Tamblyn and... Um, Becca. And Becca, uh, this golf chick who's gleefully telling Katie, the Amber Tamblyn character, the Joan of Arcadia character, about this urban legend. Um, the tape looks like a nightmare, and then a woman comes on and tells you you're going to die in seven days. This is what Amber Tamblyn was doing before she, when she stopped fucking with Don Summer's life. Um, so Becca's heard of this thing. Is this... <sighs> How many people have died? I I'm going out of the fourteens, like the first in a new run? Has it been a while?
0: Well, because the the method of distribution isn't super viral. You know, yeah. it's videotape. And so like it's like somebody else would have had to stay at that cabin and also record something and or I don't know, maybe they, it has to be a tape though. They can't they can't just watch it. They have to have like That's recorded it and then played it. Psychic
1: yeah. photography works, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um so prior to this though. Katie's pretty fucking chill even though we hear later from her creepy ass cousin that apparently Katie's been dropping in the conversation BT dubs I'm totally going to die in a few days FYI you might want to get a new babysitter Um, so Katie's like she shits herself when Becca mentions this because well, Becca tells saw, the
0: story and then instead of being like I don't know intrigued she's like where did you hear that you know like she's super freaked out
1: yeah because cause Katie saw this last weekend with that little scamp Josh and his homies um And so, also this raven-haired teenage Morticia, was she, like, fighting for every role that Elizabeth Moss would eventually get? Um, I read about her.
0: Elizabeth she, Moss?
1: Yeah, like young Elizabeth Moss. Uh,
0: do you think she looks like Elizabeth Moss?
1: I think that they could play sisters. Mm, okay. Um, this actress is retired now because she married Edward Furlong and he ruined her life.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Yeah. But Becca's fun. She wants her mom's Vicodin. Um, Who wouldn't? Yeah, so they're in the kitchen. There's like some tension with the phone call. There's a you know, there's a good like minor f- like want to be fake out moment when like Katie opens the fridge, and it's that framing where like you think she's gonna shut the fridge and there'll be somebody on the other side of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do that a couple times. Like the framing is like going all the way down the hall, and you're just waiting for something to move down that hall, and it doesn't.
1: Or or when you you know reverse shot, it'll be mm-hmm. behind. Um. So Becca goes upstairs. Where does Becca go? Is She like dropping a deuce.
0: Maybe. Or, I mean, I don't yeah. know. Maybe she saw Samara. Like,
1: Presumably I think the Samara, the implication
0: is that Becca sees the killing, which is like fucks eventually, her up. Yeah. yeah.
1: But, but after where we cut, I would think. So well, like, does, she was, like where,
0: does Samara come out of the living room television or like the upstairs TV?
1: I think she tries to come out of the living room television. Katie moves upstairs, so then mm-hmm. she comes out of the upstairs. TV. I mean,
0: is that how you beat Samara? You just like keep unplugging the TVs?
1: Well, no, here's the question jumping way ahead. Mm-hmm. How do the two kids on the highway die?
0: Coming out of the radio, maybe? I, like an like, early I mean, GPS system?
1: I mean, like, like their old timey cell phones, you mm-hmm. know, like, didn't have screens like yeah. that, right? Although, Samara coming out of your cell phone, that'd be fucking wild. Like a hand just like grabbing you. Mm. Um, yeah, so the TV's like trying to turn on in the living room, like we said. She keeps turning it off. Uh, spooky shit's happening in the house. And, you know, basically Amber Tamblyn is Drew Barrymore here uh, instead of ghost face and spooky shit and water. There's a lot of naked foot porn in this movie.
0: Even when there's like the last like zoom in they do, seemingly like the when, the when the person dies, you know, there's like crazy, like fast like zoom in they do on their face. And her skin starts to like, she starts to you know corrupt the way they find her body like it's really creepy it's only for like a few frames of the video but you see just enough to like see like the the horror done to her face there
1: well and you could ask yourself is the last thing katie did like run into the closet to try to hide Mm -hmm. or does samara like present put
0: put them in the closet yeah
1: well because like no is nowhere near the chair at the end Mm mm-hmm you know, um, and, but the way that he's presented is like, it's like that's almost like the serial killer, or like the angel, like doing like roses right up to the body. You know, he mm-hmm. turns her chair around. Uh, so you get a couple quick flashes of the images from the ring tape, and then we're like, boom, we're in this movie, and we're watching. We cut to a creepy ass kid drawings with crayons. Um, how
0: do you feel about this, this kid?
1: This kid freaks me the fuck out.
0: I thought you might feel that way. He freaks me out too.
1: Yeah. Oh, god, this kid freaks me out. He's like, there's nothing human about him.
0: It's like he maybe on the spectrum a little bit it seems like but he's he's like one of those like little kids who like dresses in a suit and kind of behaves like an adult yeah. but it's like quiet yeah and just weird
1: like uh like an edward Gorey wes anderson thing but also i don't know what exactly puts color in people's faces but he doesn't have it mm-hmm. not to not to shit talk this little kid anymore <laughs> oh he's still creepy in the sequel yeah so they brought yeah. him back yeah, oh yeah, was not like three
0: years later or something that they made a sequel. Yeah. yeah. Mm, right. It's
1: it's it's Naomi Watts and the kid, yeah. It's like completely what a waste of Naomi Watts. I hope she got paid a fuck ton for that movie. Um, but yeah, she's wandering in and almost a uh, are you texting me pictures of Amber <laughs> Tamblin dying? You yes. sick motherfucker. That's right. Good God. I thought you, I you might enjoy to... that. Now I won't be able to shoot for like at least ten minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like this is almost like a like a Diane Keaton esque introduction in another movie. I just love it. she walks in this classroom and ends the call and it's just like shit. And the teacher's just like wow.
0: I mean, Rachel is an interesting character. I feel like it. It took me a little while to get a handle on what her deal was, and and I think you really need to to meet Noah, uh, you know, to to get the full idea of who she is.
1: Maybe, um, I just want to say in the original, the character characters played by Hiroyuki Sonata. Wow, okay. this is a huge downgrade, huge downgrade. This guy wasn't a Britney Spears video, and probably not even the one you're thinking of okay um but also, like in a modern context, Naomi Watts does more Lois Lane shit in this movie than poor Amy Adams got to do in three movies.
0: It's a real detective movie, she's yeah you know uh, working the the leather there. Ooh, yeah. Shoe leather.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good clarification. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh so we find out that Amber tamblin was Aiden's cousin. Aiden's the creepy ass kid. Uh they spend a few nights a week together each week because Naomi always will need a babysitter. Yeah. She's always not home with this kid, this creepy ass kid.
0: She's out chasing down the story.
1: Um, so the teacher's like, do you ever even talk to your kid because he's obviously like a fucking weirdo. And the teacher's <laughs> and She's just,
0: just like, no, he's cool. Yeah, he's not like the other boys. He's he's got she, it under control. I trust she's, him.
1: She's like, I've memorized this. He expresses himself in other ways, mm-hmm. you know. And the, meanwhile, like, Aiden's done a whole fucking gallery's worth of art of a girl seemingly buried underground. And then watches like, no, I'm totally cool with this. And he's like, oh, by the way, you know, Katie died three nights ago, so I'm sure he's just this is how he's processing. The teacher's like, yeah, he drew these last week. So, baby Hitler here. Uh, maybe get him off the art. I mean, this kid makes Chaley Joel Osment seem down to earth.
0: Rachel's just like, look, me and him, we have an understanding. He handles his own shit, and uh, I do what I want. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the last thing she wants to do is have to come home and help him dispose of a body, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the movie never even broaches, like, what? How, wh- how are you communicating with dead people? Is this, is this just a thing? Is this our I lives mean- now? You're psychic, you're low-key psychic?
0: On the one hand, the kid is creepy. On the other hand, like, if you could have a, a young child that, like, you kind of didn't really have to do much to take care of, you know, like, like he's almost your personal assistant, like, putting out your clothes for you and, like, that's taking creepy. care of himself. No, 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 no. I don't know. No, that's compared no. to some annoying little shit.
1: I'm just saying little boys don't need to be, like, going into mom's closet and getting her, their clothes for her.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the creep factor you have to deal with, you know? Do you want a kid who is just an annoying little brat, or do you want this kid?
1: What I want is this kid can pull his weight a little bit. Maybe once a month, give me a couple of winning lot- lotto numbers.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so on the drive home, Naomi I just settle her, for, like
0: you know, him, you know, having my high high ball already when I get home at night.
1: Because you're a stay at home mom or mm-hmm. stay in bed mom, yeah. <laughs> um, so as they're driving home, Naomi like, is like watching him in the mirror, and she's just like, "Huh, I just realized he is pretty fucking creepy." <laughs> okay. I, I see it now. I didn't see it before, but I see it now. He's just been uh, drawing these
0: pictures of his uh, dead cousin for a week, even before she died. So I guess like he must have started that when the seven days started. Presumably. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, he's presumably, presumably it's psychic visions. Or again, according to him, Katie's been talking about this for a while. Mm-hmm. But you know, their bedtime chat is he's just like, we don't have enough time before we all die. And it's like, Jesus, kid, what are you, a French poet? God damn. Take it down a notch.
0: They're really committed to the constant, uh, like Kirkland University athleisure wear that Naomi Watts uh, wears throughout this whole movie.
1: Yeah, um,
0: she's a reporter for the Seattle Post Intelligencer back when uh, such things existed.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, also, Aiden's going to call his mother Rachel the entire mm-hmm. time. Yes, it's that kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. the other. That's the other trade off that you're negotiating over there in a in a Giuliani s fashion. Um, so the next day, it's time for the funeral. Nami Watts is, again, bouncing around, throwing clothes around, like, where's my black dress? Have you seen my black dress? And he's like, she, basically, she hot moms it out into the living room, and he's, like, laid out her dress and her shoes in the living room. And
0: her purse, yeah. But also, And he's, like, tying have- a tie in the little suit that he's wearing. Little also, boy he suit. Ha-
1: he already has this black suit.
0: He knows how to tie a tie.
1: This kid has been to a funeral before. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. But um, could he have laid it out for her, like, in her room? I don't know, it's like, yeah, maybe, I got
0: you maybe he didn't you. want to wake her up or yeah, I don't know how he has clothes <laughs> to begin with, but yeah,
1: it's however you figure this out, it's not good, man, it's mm-hmm. not good, so at the wake, Aiden is just staring like a like a creepy weirdo at like Hades picture, um I like the
0: little the, like the shot going into the funeral here is like the camera is just kind of like roaming through people. It has that very like kind of fincher vibe where it's like the camera uh isn't it's. Stationary. Not, it's it's not stationary but it's also not like subjective it's not a point of view it's just like this kind of omniscient you know uh you know thing that's moving through looking you know well, into the new room and at the picture of the dearly departed there
1: i feel like that's almost more kubrick-esque like, like i think i sure secret...
0: kubrick at first yeah but fincher likes to do that a lot too
1: well the secret to fincher though is that the camera is like secretly trained on an item that has no importance because it moves with it in a weird way um so Nami Watts goes to talk to her sister or whatever, and we hear some of the conversation, like, kids don't have strokes unless they're on drugs. And then one person's like, so why the closed coffin? Which is, that's good funeral tea. Mm-hmm. So dad is just staring off into space. Uh, Nami Watts is like, you all right, Dave? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. How are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm
0: fine. <laughs> At um, my daughter's funeral.
1: It's like, I feel like Dave has a normal reaction. Sister's just like, <sighs> Dave sleeps all day and doesn't move. It's like, okay, his daughter just died. Be cool. I
0: mean, she's pretty broken up about it. She's more, mm-hmm. she's more annoyed.
1: She's more annoyed. This is the but this thing like the one time the movie kind of like contemplates like the human reaction, the death, the absence it creates. Uh, we find out that Katie's heart just stopped. And the sister's like, well, you were close with her. What the fuck happened to my daughter?
0: I think part of the sister's annoyance is that it just doesn't make sense to her. Like, why is her daughter dead? Yeah, and like a and how was it healthy, drugs? You know, six year old girl.
1: And how exactly was it drugs? Mm-hmm. Um, so the the sister wants a name. and wants to investigate what happened to her daughter. And the sister's like, I saw her face. We get the craziest, creepiest jump cut ever, which mm-hmm. is just which I texted to you. Yeah, you fucking weirdo, you fucking Aiden. Uh, when someone opened the closet door and see Amber Tamblyn like curled up there, like ghastly rictus like on her face.
0: The body looks like it's been drowned. It's like all kind of yeah. Like, like gross colors but then also like the way her mouth is hanging open so and like kind of yanked to one side kind of you know like her jaw the way it's hanging there is like super gross
1: well then and then it's like as the dead open eyes have made contact with this person the head just kind of lowers itself almost in shame
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, but also it's like i feel like maybe the heart just stopping isn't the first weird thing to investigate. Why does she look like she's been submerged in the toilet for mm-hmm. three weeks? Also, where was Becca? Was she just like taking a shit? And then she comes back in and she's just like, hey, you're out of teepee. Oh, shit. That's a little creepy girl who's wet with a lot mm-hmm. of hair. um So maybe you a little, s-
0: little cameo performance here from one Seth Cohen.
1: Yeah. Being an exposition machine at a funeral. Well, because Naomi goes outside for a smoke. Over here's two other teens talking about Beck in the mental hospital.
0: Well, this and is she, the uh, the Joel Kinnaman of the killing investigative strategy here. We got to go pretend to uh, smoke a J with the to Get, the, what's up, get kids? the inside info.
1: What's the scoop?
0: What's up, kids? Um, just burning some oregano over here. Tell me what's cool.
1: Well, she takes one of the girls' cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And she's just like straight up like, so Katie was into that jingle jangle, right? <laughs> uh, and Seth Cohen's t-
0: just like, no, man, I'll tell you about Rosebud.
1: Yeah, so he's he's Kellen. Which, by the way, Seth Cohen should never be a Kellen. No,
0: that's uh, that's, that's right, like a right bigger name. dude's name. I feel yeah.
1: like a, a Kellen is the guy who says "Welcome to the OC, bitch." Mm-hmm. Or he's the guy who says, "What is it? You're gonna step to me directly?" <laughs> what is that fucker saying? Welcome, welcome to the land of women.
0: The oh god, women. I, I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs>
2: what? You're welcome to the, to the, to the land directly? of women. <laughs>
1: We talk about chemtrails. So anyways, he's just like, it's the tape. So one of the girls mentions Josh, who's Katie's secret boyfriend. He's dead, too. And Seth Cohen's like, supposedly he killed himself the same night Katie died. The um, same
0: night her two other friends died. That's weird, right?
1: Well, also, I like the idea of the funerals all being on the same day. It's like a popularity contest of so which one you go to.
0: Well, and uh, <laughs> I guess the, the boyfriend is a big secret. Like, it's like they kind of the girls glare at Seth Cohen here when he says that. Um, like oh, you weren't supposed to reveal that she had a boyfriend type thing.
1: He's dead. Secret's over.
0: Yeah, I know, really.
1: It's inspired. Also, what's Josh's deal? Like, why is this a secret? Well, I guess, um, you
0: know, they're the Becca and Katie are both in like Catholic schoolgirl outfits in the beginning, which I on the one hand it's like an homage to the, the Ringu, but it's also seemingly that's maybe just like a conservative household, like she's not supposed to be dating or something like that, you know. She's got like a, a secret life she leads. Uh, I don't know where her mom thought she was when she was going on like a cabin fuck party yeah. for a couple nights, but...
1: Uh, a, a double couple cabin mm-hmm. fuck party. Like, one cabin. Were they all just watching each other? Are they taking turns? Are they swapping? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, great British fuck off. Um, so, apparently the four of these kids just told fucking everybody about this tape. This, this, is, this secret is out there. To the point where a, a Kellen can tell you at a funeral.
0: Um, I mean it only makes sense if there was another tape prior like that this this urban legend has been going around at least like the Seattle area for a while.
1: Well you so know? here's the but the thing is here we are in maybe suburban Seattle then we're going to go to wherever the cabin which is clearly somewhere else, right? I'm mm-hmm. um, saying conservatively at least Shelter an hour. Mountain. Yeah, an hour, 2 hour drive. And then there's a whole other island and it's like somehow these three places are not the same place but the movie will kind of feel like Coincidentally, because it's a movie, they have to be able to interchangeably move throughout. The one leap
0: that they make that doesn't totally add up is like, why was she killed at Shelter Mountain? Like, did they, the the, um, the Morgans, decide to right. just like get away for a while?
1: Right. But like, like he's like, hey, I'm going to sell this land to you, aspiring magician man, but uh, you have to build a cabin over that fucking murder well. Mm-hmm. Um. So meanwhile, Aiden's back inside the house. Perhaps sensing Katie's last moments, we get a you know flashback to her like defeat porn as she's like, running up the stairs to die. He goes up to her room, you know, heads right for the TV. There's like a little blur coming off the like shut off screen. I
0: love the the shot like looking down the stairs as he's looking up. There's, I mean, you can tell that uh, Gore Verbinski's seen a little bit of Hitchcock and a little bit of Kubrick in his day because mm-hmm. he's really going for these shots. Which hey, you know, you gotta copy from the best
1: yeah um especially like this is your your first really big movie or whatever mm-hmm. yeah so naomi comes up for a moment later and finds them he's creepy as usual uh, she sees that katie had a picture of her and aiden together as if he was less creepy before um do, you, starts do you going buy through. that and
0: you think a teenage girl is gonna have like a picture of her and her uh nephew i don't know maybe she really liked the kid
1: what if there's like secretly a picture? I'm I'm gonna play like a uh, bad teen murder TV show here. What if like that's covering a picture of her and Josh? Could be,
0: or he they could have just been you know pals, and he was like just as weirdly creepy and and helpful to her. He's just like, oh, Katie, cousin Katie, I know you're uh, going on your your fuck cabin party this weekend. I, I've laid out your clothes and your birth control for you.
1: <laughs> Here's your see through edible panties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then later she came back and he's like how was it what, what was it like getting railed by a teenager and she's just like oh you know by the way i'm going to die in 7 days so that's cool um so
0: rachel starts- yeah I was <laughs> gonna say, uh just going through this like weird little binder um and there's all these like uh magazine clippings of like fashion but all the the faces have been like scribbled over with ink kind of like they have like long hair over their face would be mm. one way uh, to describe it. And then she finds a little receipt for next day photo processing. Because this was back in the day when you took photos on film and then took them somewhere to develop them.
1: Yep. Yep. Which Just, I've talked to people who've had that job. Yeah, they're looking at your photos. They're mm-hmm. making copies when they want to.
0: Yeah. That's, and,
1: that's, uh, that's a perk for those people who had that job. And she oh, appears
0: but, to have dropped this place off right in the middle of downtown Seattle. It's like right on 5th Avenue. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which I guess is where you would go as a Catholic schoolgirl trying to hide your fuck party. Mm-hmm. teenage getaway photos which aren't that risque i think the yeah just a convenient folder of clues on that desk um so in the city she's got she's procured katie's photos it's actually um,
0: in seattle i've walked that street it's right next to the uh the monorail there
1: cool um so halfway through the roll like the photos start to show like all four kids with like blurred faces
0: yeah it's like for seemingly the first day they were all normal and then suddenly blurred faces. Oh, what's going on here?
1: Yeah. So the first night they just like took Chud off the uh, the tape of VHS tapes there. And the second night they took, uh, <laughs> they're like, hey, maybe this is a snuff film. Oh, it's just some weird student art film. So then becomes a reporter movie. we you know, we're doing lots of research, like Naomi Watts looking up the boyfriend's obit and shit. Apparently Josh suffered a fall <laughs> at 10 p.m. On, on from a high rise. Mm-hmm. Um, she does some flipping through newspapers, finds out that the other two died in a car crash at 10 p.m. at the exact same time. Again, how does Samara get them in a car? Yeah, I don't
0: know. But also, and then she's the
1: high school not like like thinking about, like, oh, hey, we lost four students over the weekend. Mm-hmm.
0: Then we cut to the Seattle Post Intelligencer her, uh, bullpen here. This is her day job. She's on the phone. Uh, she's got the kind of the rapport with her boss. Her boss is just like, haha, you're fired. And she's like, no, I'm not. Go away. And she finds yeah. out that uh, the time of death for Katie was also 10 p.m. So they all died at exactly
1: 10 p.m. I feel like Perry White is, like, seriously trying to fire her. Mm-hmm. But she actually says, no, I'm not. I'm cooking too good of a story. <laughs> I think cooking
0: this it. is a moment in the movie where I'm like, how is she single? Because she's gorgeous. She has, like, a, a cool, like, professional job. Uh, and it's like, what asshole would leave her? But then you meet Josh and you kind of, you figure it out. You're like, oh, she left him. Okay. Oh, no. that makes yeah, more
2: yeah.
1: sense yeah well i'm number one she's single because she chooses to be mm-hmm. um, i'm sorry meet noah
0: two. i think i said josh
1: and number two mm-hmm. uh she's married to her job mm-hmm. also i know it's hard for people with kids to date and like get out there and you know you got a lot of a lot of things you're carrying around with you and trying to get people who are cool with that but like can you imagine bringing somebody home and meeting your fucking weirdo son
0: you gotta wait a few days before you do that, you know.
1: You gotta wait like a few years to do that. Like hopefully when he's already like in jail. But like he's just like, Oh mother, you're gonna get split in half tonight, huh? I've laid out your lingerie.
0: <laughs> we can just keep going back to that well.
1: <laughs> so uh yeah, pun intended. So she's on the phone with someone, finds in the time of death, like and Katie, like you said, um she moves with pictures, like starts looking at the sign of the shelter mountain inn. So boom, we're driving there. Um she gets there, she goes inside, immediately like the Norman Bates behind the counter is just like, let's do a card trick, pretty lady. Oh, fucking magic eyes.
0: They just keeps asking her, is this your card? And like getting it wrong. Apparently there was uh, deleted scenes where this guy would die- be found dead later in a boat, because seemingly like he watched the take two.
1: How did was- she get him in a boat?
0: I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, granted she's in water, that's kind can of it, her fucking magic. Can medie, it just but- come
0: out of any reflection maybe, you know, like the that's- water's reflection?
1: That's cool, but then I feel like you lose the whole, you know, mm-hmm. modern meta thing of the TV.
0: Maybe he so, brought like a little, uh, what do they call those? The Watchmen's oh, the back then?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. God, those things were a nightmare. Or he's
0: got like a fish finder or something, you know.
1: If you didn't have it plugged in, you had about a 45-minute battery life. Mm-hmm. It's not even one show. <laughs> um, so he's just like, yeah, I know these kids. They were in Cabin 12. They didn't pay. It's like, well, how, how did they get the room? Uh, yeah, how... <laughs>
0: You pay. Ahead of How do you time. not pay for a hotel room? Like I'll get you back when we're done. No.
1: Also, more than one teenager, no parents checking in. You know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's this is you like get the official prom front. night. Yeah, unofficial prom night. Yeah. So reception. of The TV there is never good. Um. So the motel brought VHS players as a perk for all the rooms. It provides like a shitty offering of tapes. There is scent of a woman's on that shelf. Hoo ha. Steel magnolias. The one Hitchcock movie I've never seen, Family Plot, a Nat Geo movie, Sodom and Gomorrah, and something called Spontaneous Combustion.
0: Also something, uh, The Looking Glass War. Ooh. Yeah. Movie. Jason so, uh, the Argonauts. And just like right in the middle of all those, it's just one VHS tape, just on its own, no case, no label. And it just, it really just kind of like sticks out like bum bum.
1: Yeah. So she pays for the same room they had, Cabin twelve. We definitely know that she pays with her American Express card. hmm They clearly put some money into this movie. Um so of course he again holds up the wrong card and she's like, That's the one, buddy. Let's fuck. You won me over if you're weird magic.
0: Well, and he's like she's just staring at this tape and he's just like and like she puts it in her, her purse and then he like kind of surprises her and she turns around real quick and it's like, What about this card? It's like, Nope, still no.
1: So was is, so is Brian Cox like a co-owner of this motel?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, the, I guess the thing that would make the most sense was that maybe when they were here, that, that cabin wasn't built yet, but maybe there were other cabins that they are staying at
1: one day. Well, obviously the cabin wasn't built yet.
0: I mean, I guess if you're world. going to murder your daughter, a second location is probably a good idea to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to hide you the never body go, somewhere else.
1: You never go to a second location of a child murderer. Yeah. You just never do that. Um... So we get the, the classic, like, she's holding up the picture of the four kids in front of Cabin 12 and then drops it and sees that we are in front of Cabin 12, which looks like a haunted shithole. Yeah, I mean, it looks,
0: it's all covered in moss.
1: and I can kind of see why you damp. wouldn't pay for this. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I do like the shot where it's like it cuts from the cabin to her and then she kind of steps out of frame. Behind her is the, the hillside of the big red tree. Um, I like think they're really committed to that imagery of the the creepy tree there.
1: Did you did you see the IMDb trivia on this? It's
0: a fake tree, yeah. Well, it's and it a, kept blowing it's a, down.
1: It's a Japanese maple, mm-hmm. and the fruit of this tree is known as a samara. Yeah. Uh, so in the cabin, after some contemplation, she puts on the tape. It's the exact moody right time as like the light is changing, and like, it's like the red. place looks like on fire because it's lights shining through the tree. So she sits, you know, crazy close to the TV to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ring. There's water. There's an empty chair. There's a comb moving through hair. There's a mirror, a woman brushing her hair. There's a mirror of Samara. There's a man looking out a window. There's captivating nightmare imagery. There's horses. There's a box of twitching
2: fingers. Well,
0: at this point, we don't know it's Samara. We just see the uh, seemingly a, a child with hair hanging down in front of its face. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: There's ladders dropping. There's a woman jumping off a cliffside. There's a well in the middle of the woods. And there's static. And Amy's like, what the fuck?
0: Well, this thing where it cuts from, like, the maggots to what appear to be a bunch of peep bodies, like, human bodies writhing in, like, mud or something. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah, Giant centipede. Stuff. Like, severed fingers that are twitching.
1: Which is, like, the one thing that blissfully, you know, she doesn't find in mm-hmm. real life.
0: Well, I like how the, the woman in the mirror, like, turns around and looks directly at the camera. And, like, there's no, even though it's a straight on, there's, like, no camera in the reflection.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is going to be a big thing that Noah mm-hmm. will point out. That's what he gets paid the big bucks for. It ends um, with the
0: well, a little stone well in a field, and then static. And great, and, great shot of her iris uh, shrinking there uh, over her pupil.
1: Well, and, and nice motif of like looking at people's eyes, even though like later on it's a horse because horses have weird eyes, mm-hmm. but uh, um, you know, just how people visually take things in.
0: And then she yeah. gets a call seven days. And I mean, she's already heard the, the rumor of this weird tape that kills people. And now she's had it for herself. Like, mm-hmm. I think they do a pretty good job in the movie of convincing you. I mean, you saw it happen in the opening, but like buying into Naomi Watts's own fear about this, even though she doesn't have a ton to go on yet. You know, she has, you could explain a lot of these away as coincidences and like pranks.
1: Right. Right. Um, but making her believe that this, this story that's absolutely bananas mm-hmm. could be real. Um, Cause she's straight up like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. But also you've just watched this tape in a place that looks like it's out of a goddamn horror movie. So that helps too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it's uh, uh,
0: cut to Thursday day one, a little dude is say- making himself a peanut butter and jelly just by himself. I mean, that's pretty handy.
1: It would make sense, right, though, if these four kids were the first iteration of the tape. Mm-hmm. Like like if the psychic impressions just gotten printed on a blank tape here. Or if if only people who wa- who've watched this tape here at this motel, you know, if there's just been like a few randos between 1978 and this point that have died. Anyway. Um. Yeah, so Naomi's in her room just like falling apart while he's making PB and J. On the street as Aiden's, you know, going to school on his own. uh, This is where we meet
0: Noah for the first time. He just little kids walking with his umbrella in the rain and comes across this dude in a rain poncho and like kind of looks at him and then just like goes around him.
1: This is, uh, as we've learned in the last week or so, this is apparently what a Republican father and son relationship is like. (laughs) So this is uh, is Martin
0: Henderson. Is that his name? Mr.
1: Tork? Yeah uh so noah comes over and sees the pictures of the teens with blurred faces and he takes her picture her digital camera takes a picture of her it's also blurred she's like reticent to show him the tape and it's like honestly this is the first fucking person i would show this tape to that's why you called him
0: well it's not even blurred i would say it's like smeared it's like somebody is distorting like her face with it yeah
1: yeah yeah it's horrific um so he I, I i feel like he thinks he's coming off as cool and detached he just seems shitty to me
0: man I I can't believe that you didn't like this character. I I figured he'd be such a win for you. That's sarcasm.
1: So in the other room he like kneels down and watches the tape. There's also no furniture in her T V room. It's just like a weird place for the TV. Like there's a desk in the corner, but it's like the way the T V is positioned, it's like are you supposed supposed to sit on the carpet and watch the TV here? I don't
0: know. It's 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 weird, but like and thinking back to like when we had televisions and it would be like this tiny little 28 inch TV in like one corner of the room and like we were all okay with that. And now it's yeah. like, give me 65 inches at minimum mm-hmm. and let me sit like four feet away.
1: Yeah, you like it big. Mm-hmm. Um, So she waits on the balcony. This is that scene you talk about that I love so much. Just her contemplating all this and you just really feel the isolation. Some loneliness, some dread. Um, Just the modern life, man. It's fucking weird. And, so,
0: and he's watched the video now.
1: Yeah. And she did warn know, him. She's
0: like, I'm not sure if you should watch this. And he's just like, oh, you know, whatever. Poppycock.
1: Well, he's he's kind of eager to get out of there because he's in no mood to take her concerns seriously. And she's just like, listen, motherfucker. Do I seem gullible and or easily rattled to you? <laughs> I want to find out who made this thing. I want you to find it out. So Healy, if she sees there's just one voicemail, which I was kind of surprised that this is that she deletes it. I would have thought she would have been I don't I
0: know. She just wouldn't didn't even want to know. She's trying to put it out of her mind at this point. Um I yeah. mean we can tell obviously that uh it seems like these two were in a relationship at some point. Like there's there's a vibe there. We just don't know what exactly is going on yet. And
1: yeah, because this dude this dude has fuckboy written all over him though, right? Oh, right the hair, yeah classic fuckboy hair mm-hmm. like kind of like laid back prince caspian do yeah. Oh yeah um it's kind of a relief though that you don't have to get a phone call for this to work because otherwise that loophole would be a problem you know what i mean like you're just, you're like, just... nowhere near a phone well i guess ah, if, if, you're, you, Samara.
0: if you're somewhere near a television you're probably near a phone i guess
1: probably i don't know
0: i mean um, it, in the era of smartphones it'd be easy
1: oh yeah well, you watch it on your phone mm-hmm I, don't, I didn't see the third one, the third American one. I presume you're watching it on YouTube. God, they just kept now. making those? There's, uh, well, it's very confusing because there's the ring. They did a ring two in America. They did like a short film prequel, like something that you would now show in Fortnite in a modern context. They released that. It was called Rings. And then in 2017, they made a third movie called Rings. Whatever. Hmm. So at her job, she goes to the audio visual research room Starts making a copy of the tape, um, which is spoiler. How she saves her life. Mm, uh, part part of it. one, part part of, part of it. Yeah, yeah. So she sees the playback is all fucked up on on the tapes. She like there's like a, the, the, she fingers the time the fly. code.
0: The time code is all messed up. Uh, the when control she's track.
1: It. We will hear it called. Mm-hmm. Um, she like fingers the fly on the screen in one of the scenes. So then we get Friday, day two.
0: I have to say, as a as a film student in the late '90s, early 2000s, I love all the videotape tech here. Uh, just like yeah. the mess up time code, the tracking that she's trying to mess with to see more of the video. It's all very old school.
1: You would have loved if some, uh, cute reporter came to you and it was just like, Hey, the time code's all fucked up. And you're like, as an expert, let me just say, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I agree. So
1: <laughs> she shows him the copy like of the it's tape fucked up. and she's like, Oh, let me suck your dick. Um, so she shows him the copy of the tape. We know it's a copy because it says copy on it. Mm hmm. Um, sees the same fucked up numbers. Goes on a whole thing about the control track, you know, not having that. It's like, like taping born without fingerprints.
0: Okay. So this guy's some sort of photographer. He must be well, doing he, well for himself because this is an awesome pad. It's like this massive loft that he's in. He
1: he has got one of those big ass warehouse apartments, like only artists mm-hmm. doing movies, like uh, Vigo in another Hitchcock remake, Julia uh, Roberts and Closer Public Murder yeah 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 but like hers is a little smaller compared to this yeah this is uh,
0: massive this is like uh thousands of square feet
1: does he have one of these in big
0: um i think it, even that a is smaller than this it's similar but yeah this is huge i mean i guess you could say it's a whole studio or whatever but he's got all the photography equipment he's got his little studio and i presume there's just like a bed somewhere in here
1: i mean like his like quote unquote living rooms like the size of your house, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so also, and he's got a descendant sticker on the inside of his cabinet or whatever. So he does something in the AV field, like he's got, I don't know, professional VCRs or mm-hmm. whatever. So he starts going through some of the images. You know, he points out that the one that that's Anna Morgan, like you said, she turns away from the mirror. Like the camera is looking dead on at the mirror. You should be able to see the camera in the the, the mirror. Then they're looking at the seaside image where the woman jumps off and they start like fucking with the tracking. And they're trying to like move the frame over because there's more, you know, information on the sides. Um, so there's a point we're here where she gets really nosy and she's like, you know, kind of controlling and wants to like start spreading the thing herself. He's just like, no, you can. And then I don't know, I guess this is like a chemistry thing. Like they've got some heat still. Yeah,
0: I think it's also just kind of showing their dynamic where yeah. she just wants to be in work. control. Yeah. And then well, the reason they don't work is <laughs> the assistant walks in Paula Perrette here. Um, and it's, it's funny because it's like, Oh, Hey, this is my assistant. This is, uh, this is Rachel. And it's like, nothing's really established as the relationships of anyone here. But then his assistant kind of comes over and gives him a kiss on the cheek. And Naomi Watts is just like, uh, huh. <laughs> Motherfucker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, at a certain point, you realize that women communicate in codes that, that we don't understand, and they're both just like, bitch, and the other one's like, bitch? <laughs> um, this assistant is the chick from NCIS who left because CBS is apparently a network full of abusers. Something to do with Mark
0: dog, yeah. Very weird story. Was that it?
1: Yeah. I I assumed it was that same thing that got Eliza Dushku a fuck ton of money from uh, the one dude. Um so the dude wants to show Naomi, like the, the the, or wants to show it to to Beth, right? That's the assistant. Wants mm-hmm. to show her, um, and and uh, Naomi's like, no, fuck this, and really she's like saving this woman's life.
0: Yeah, really. So she um, and and they have a little fight at the elevator. She's just like, you know, we could do the thing where you know you call me this and I call you that, but let's just skip all past that and I'm gonna you know, take off. How about that?
1: yeah Oh, also like he's just like oh you don't want her to see it but you had no problem with me seeing it and she's like yes i did asshole yeah
0: did warn you and he's he's got so, one of those old school elevators where you got to like open the thing and then pull down the other thing to get in it
1: yeah i mean does this place cost like a hundred dollars or like ten thousand yeah. dollars a month yeah um i mean i don't know Rewatching this in 2020 the the vibe that i get from Noah is that he does not care if his lovers come at all. Okay.
0: Yeah. So do you you ever worry that you're like projecting it all in some of these takes?
1: I tend to worry about people. Okay. Orgasming, don't you? Sure. You should be. Mm -hmm. You should be worrying about it right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, if people aren't listening to this and they're not coming, we're not doing our job. I'll try harder. Yeah. Bring it, okay? Say it slower. Faster. Intense. Uh so outside his building, she passes by a ladder It looks an awful light like the one from the video. and well, she guess.
0: walks right underneath it and she doesn't realize that she's done it. I like the way the camera's like kind of pulling back, following her, and it's like, oh, she just walked under a ladder, and she's like, uh shit.
1: Well, and I the workman comes up and he's like watch out miss bad luck you don't want that (laughs) i like the idea of the tape making appearances into real life as you get closer like it's a very M. R. james ghost story thing well they keep running into
0: like pieces of it yeah
1: but also where the fuck was this ladder going to
0: (laughs) he's painting the side of a wall apparently
1: okay there's a lot of just like ladders that are quite frankly a little too tall Mm -hmm. in this movie like the one in the barn no fucking way would i get on that no fucking way well, you don't no have to get on it. Way. That's
0: just your creepy ass Samara, like horror daughter, has to get on it. Well,
1: how is how is Brian Cox at any age getting her up there? Has he got her under one gun? arm? Like, is he got her under one arm? Like, can you can you climb a ladder of just one arm?
0: I think you just tell her to go up there
1: <laughs> at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Keep, climbing. Keep just tell, climbing. Tell her there's
0: like a pony at the top waiting for her.
1: She doesn't like the ponies, man. Mm-hmm. That's her whole thing. She doesn't like the ponies. The no, a doll then. There's a, there's a giant ass TV for her to get creepy on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Saturday, day three. Mental hospital. Becca is led down the hallway with like a screen on wheels to shield her eyes from the day room. It has a TV of people. Well, I think it's the shield shielder from it.
0: the TV in particular.
1: Yeah, yeah, so she has to look at the TV. But of mm-hmm. course, she kind of stops and glances around the screen. And the nurse is like, the fuck are you doing, Becca? So Becca meets with Naomi. Becca's now... Just not really talking. She's clearly a little, little going through a little of a thing after, uh, after watching Katie die. So, random questions, you know, about, uh, um, you know, from from uh, Naomi to Becca, like, what the fuck was? No, I'm sorry, I, I had this. My notes are all confusing here. My questions are: Where was Becca during Katie's mm. death? Again, was she taking a shit? The girls poop? I don't know.
0: Becca seems to be at least somewhat dialed into whatever uh, radio station Aiden is picking up because she just reaches over and. Kind of makes the uh, four fingers up on Rachel's hands there and says four days. Yeah, four days left.
1: Did she walk in and like Samara had just like closed the closet? And Samara was like, Oh, this is awkward. Did you watch the tape too? And Becca's Mm -hmm. like, No. And Samara's like, Oh, fuck. Technicality. (laughs) Do you want to watch the tape before I go? It's right here. I'm going to say no. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Well, you're going to be a little freaked out for a while. (laughs) Don't worry. You've already got a look that, that fits it, teenage Morticia.
0: Yeah. So then we're so, in the. Uh, I think this is like CLPI's like archive room or something like that.
1: I really wonder because like this could be a local college. It could be like a local like TV station. Uh, the woman talking to her is a character's named Donna, played by Stephanie Herb. I did a little internet hunt on her because I thought she was somebody else. I found an interview of her. I don't know why I did this much research. I guess I was feeling Naomi Watts in this movie. But in this interview with Stephanie Erb, the actress here, she says that Gore Verbinski let her improvise a little and do this scene with, quote-unquote, a lesbian twist with Naomi Watts, which they didn't use. (laughs) And I'm like, tell me everything. I wish that interview went a lot deeper about that.
0: Well, and yeah, it seemed like Naomi Watts has carte blanche at this place. And the lady's like, yeah, this is how you, like, you know... Watch the tapes and how you can adjust the tracking and whatnot. And now Watts is like, "Okay, uh, leave."
2: Yeah,
1: she's <laughs> fine. So she's stretching the image again. She sees more of the cosine. There's a lighthouse. There's like a certain rock shape. Yeah, if she um, if she
0: really like busts the tracking all the way up. She's got like the thing at like you know 500 milliamps or whatever. Uh, she can see this lighthouse and rock formation way, way, way at the edge of the frame. So just as she sees it and hits print, it suddenly goes black.
1: So, as she, like, re, you know, rewinds or whatever, like, the, the she sees that fly again. She starts, like, fingering it. It, like, flies off the screen. It's real now.
0: Well, it's it's creepy because she's, like, going back and forth with it, you know, like, using, like, the jog wheel. Like, like go back and forth in video, watching this fly. And then all of a sudden, the fly just sort of, like, it flaps its wings on its own. And she's like, what the fuck? And she reaches out and can pick the fly right up off the screen. And then she gets a nosebleed.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, I think... He, during this time period or a little before this, if you ever watch the X-Files, nosebleeds were always a sign of something bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so Sunday, day four, we're in a library. The librarians... This is the like a
0: massive library, too.
1: Yeah, this is not the main branch of the Seattle Library, though I don't no. know when that was built.
0: They probably uh, could not get permission to film there, I'm guessing.
1: Well, and I don't know that it was built by this point. Yeah. I don't know when it was built. Um, Which is, again, we talk about that because it's an architectural oddity and it's beautiful. But... uh the Librarian brings her just like a fuck ton of books about lighthouses, I guess. And she flips through and finds the lighthouse that she needs on a on an island called Moesco Island, which is uh where they send uh Willem Defoe and Robert Pattinson for uh for a shift. Oh. So she takes her internet to the she goes, takes to the internet at work, um, finds an article about like the lighthouse being refurbished by like the local, I don't know, group of busybodies. Um, there's an image of a bunch of ladies like posing next to one lady who I swear to God looks like Nancy Reagan. There's Anna Morgan. Um, it's a woman in the tape who was like brushing her hair in the mirror. This is Samara's adopted mom.
0: She really looks like photoshopped in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so she starts like searching the Internet, finds a lot of shit about Anna Morgan's horse shows, which sounds dirtier than it is. I
0: um, like the the thing where like she's gone into the stacks and there's just she's like is standing on top of a bunch of like big binders and newspapers, pulls this massive volume down, like knocks a bunch of other shit over, and it's just like, oh, time to read away.
1: Well, yeah, I feel like OSHA would have a fuck ton of problems with this room. That's why I don't think the previous setting is uh, their their shitty newspaper, which I'm sure is out of business. Because <laughs> uh, like, look how they're keeping their unorganized archives. Which like, wouldn't that just ruin all the paper? Like. Those archives are useless. Anyway, so mysterious Real quick, horse sickness. Uh,
0: Seattle Central Library was st- Construction started in 2002, so it was not completed oh. yet.
1: There we go. Mm-hmm. Real-time follow-up. Uh, so they you know, reading the articles, a lot of mysterious horse sickness at the Morgan Ranch. One headline says, equine death puzzle, <laughs> which is a great puzzle. Um, she finds an article about the suicide of Anna Morgan. She was in a mental hospital prior to jumping to her death. And we get a flash of her. Well, the article is the Horses
0: recovering after Breeder's suicide.
1: Yeah.
0: And she's like, "Wait, what?" Flits back. "Oh yeah, she died. She jumped to her death."
1: I, I think the the thing about me seeing this on DVD and whatever conversation about this movie or the original, you know, that I knew I know the movie is trying to paint it as Anna Morgan is potentially the creepy one. I've mm-hmm. never gotten that vibe. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, I'd say that the, the worked twist
0: worked well enough on me the first time I saw it because, as she's seen, like we see the words like "may have jumped," uh, and then we get the the cut from the the ring video where we see the woman falling, you know, over a cliff, and then it's like uh, hallucinations, uh, psychiatric hospital. It's like kind of okay. This woman was crazy.
1: I wish I could have like. Felt that that was a twist. Um, yeah. Well,
0: as she's writing, she suddenly looks down and sees that she's been scr- scribbling over Anna Morgan's face in the printout that she made, just like uh, Katie, her, Katie. her yeah. niece, had done.
1: As if she's got long hair mm-hmm. draped over her face, yeah. So, um, blah, 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 Anna Morgan. This no, is where so, we get
0: this thing where Noah goes to like the convenience store to buy some oh, cigarettes, uh, uh, and the lady at the couch is just like, you're going to die.
1: Also, it's Monday, day five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, he starts looking at his own face and, like, the security camera at this, like, bodega. sees that his face is all smudged, too. So he's, like, running his hand in front of it, and, like, the hand is normal. Like, the blurring is just on his face. Ooh. Um, so Naomi gets home, wakes up the babysitter, which is, like, a 2002 Sarah Rue, who's, like, just passed out in front of the TV. There's, like, a static snow. They don't have that anymore, right? If TVs, why would you?
0: Yeah, it's like the snow crash now.
1: Um. So the babysitter says that Aiden was already in bed and read her a bedtime story. God, this kid's so creepy. <laughs> He's so creepy.
0: Gotta admit, it's pretty handy.
1: <laughs> the only thing I want for my kids in that level is I want like the Drapers did, where like Sally was like mixing drinks when the adults came over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Sally, let's get a Man- let's get a Manhattan over here. Is this where um, she
0: like coughs up the uh, electrode?
1: Yeah, she long ass electrode, which a lot of people think is hair because they're not paying it, attention. It seems like it.
0: hair at first, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um water starts like leaking out of the phone. Um they 100% take this gag uh in the first season of Nancy Drew as well. Where Nancy has to like cough up some seaweed. Mm-hmm. So this gives her a, you know, a bad feeling. So she goes in her son's room and there appears to be a little girl with long dark hair and wearing a nightgown sitting in the chair in the middle of the room with water pooled around her. And again, stuff like this, it's like I never would have thought this was Anna Morgan.
0: Well, in um the the hair is draped in front of her face. We can't see the face. See, I didn't think this was Anna Morgan, but I, 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 I thought, I, I think what the movie is trying to pitch to us is that this daughter is like, it was murdered. Most foul, um, you know, like something to do with Anna Morgan there, but like that, the daughter is innocent, I think is what they want us to think.
1: Huh? Uh, so name goes to like touch this little weirdo. And, like, Samara grabs her hand, which forces, like, Naaman to quickly imagine herself in the mental hospital, like, doing the tapes of mm-hmm. the, like, doctor interrogation that we'll see later. And then she wakes which
0: up. Is, it was a horrible dream.
1: But she has, like, a almost like a burn slash bruise of a handprint on her arm, which I feel like, I feel like this movie is setting up a lot of, like, tropes for these kind of movies that we'll see. yeah. And yeah. a lot of knockoffs. So she hears a noise. It's a familiar sound from, like, the Hans Zimmer score of the tape. And she goes and checks, and Aiden's not in his bed, and he's in that TV room, and he's watching the tape, and right at the end, looking at the well, and she yells, no!
0: And we see at the end, this time, it's not just the well, but we see a hand and the hair coming up out of the well, right as it cuts to the static. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, fuck. Because by now, she's convinced this tape is real, obviously. Too much weird shit going on.
1: I was just thinking about how bad the sequel was with like Samara trying to like take over his body. I
0: sure, have never seen it.
1: Be reborn as him or whatever. Anyway, so it's like she's like, "Why the fuck did you do that, you little shit?" And he's like, "I couldn't sleep." Who is she, Rachel? This is kind of on you, Rachel. You got to lock that shit down.
0: This yeah. is a gun. Yeah, this is
1: like this is more than a gun.
0: Trust the kid a little too much.
2: Yeah, and I believe seriously. that
0: here is that she like calls uh, Noah in a panic. And this is where we get the reveal uh, that he is uh, the Aiden is their son together.
2: Well, Which so, you may so, have you may
0: have guessed, but they never this is the first time they come out and say it.
1: That's the uh, happy version from the creepy way that he stared at that kid. Mm-hmm. Unless you're supposed to think that like, oh, they could have been together, but he didn't want to deal with her like, weird mm-hmm. child. Anyway, so the phone rings. She goes and like picks it up, slams it down. And it rings again. This is when she yells, leave him alone. And then Snow on the phone, like, hey, man, now this is about me. I'm a little freaked out. So also the movie, like, I I think it's interesting. It's like she needed more motivation. Like we needed to up the stakes. I
0: think you need it.
1: Okay. It's also
0: Um, um, part of the solution, I think, at the end.
1: Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. But this is the way they spelled out, too. Like, she's like, he watched the tape. And letting you know where Noyo's priorities are, he's like, who watched the tape?
0: Our son. <laughs> yeah.
1: Our son, asshole. <laughs> Who else would I be talking about to you? God damn you. So Tuesday, day six. It's raining again.
0: I think it's already day 6 or only halfway through the movie.
1: Yeah, the movie just not I mean, it's a long movie, but also it like moves. Mm. So it's raining again, because it's, you know, Washington State. Noah's in the driver's seat of the car, like clearly waiting for, for something. Aiden's in the backseat drawing. So I guess they're they're
0: dropping Aiden off at the uh the sister's house, the, the daughter of Katie.
1: They're driving over, and Naomi's going inside first mm-hmm. to be like, "Hey, can you take my kid for a few days? He's outside." Mm-hmm. I didn't call first. Sorry. Uh but Aiden's just like to Noah. She's like, "I see you taking my pictures, hanging around my school." And Noah's like, "Do you wish I was around more?" And Aiden's like, "No."
0: <laughs> and he he kind of has that line of like, uh, "I guess I just uh, never thought I'd be a good dad." so
1: yeah because because my own was a disappointment congrats and it's like you know we were really young when i conceived you you little weirdo um
0: it's a cool montage here where we're, we're kind of getting a little bit of a download on who anna morgan is and voiceover as we see uh them driving across this big long
1: bridge and through she went through katie's notebook mm-hmm. yeah and uh katie's like uh she's been writing some crazy shit like horses and writing things and big letters why is this in my head? Yeah. Uh, so they're they've dropped Aiden off with the sister. Um, Naomi's like you know learning more about Anna Morgan. It's um, to go over the bridge, like you said. Uh, they're going to split up. Naomi's going to go to the island. She wants Noah to go to the hospital because it's Tuesday, and by the way, she only has one day left. Mm-hmm. Um, even though spoiler, she's safe.
0: Well, she is now. Uh, yeah, so she gets on the ferry here as uh, he's going off to the hospital, and ah. Uh... Just you can just almost smell the uh, the sound water here on this ferry. Everything just looks cold. they have all got like beanies on and jackets, and she starts it's great. Starts kind of thinking about the burn mark on you know the burned palm on her arm here, and flashing to that horse. And then she's walking back through the ferry, and there's like a big horse trailer. And she's like, "Oh, this seems like a good time to keep bothering this horse who doesn't seem to like me."
1: What's up, horsey? Mm-hmm.
0: Horse is like, Nope, no, no. Okay, I'm going wild card now
2: fuck off
0: kicks open the door is just like running over cars uh, pretty cool
1: yeah pretty cool Um, <laughs> so at one point it like it's like people are trying to corral it it like sees her and like charges at her it's like running she's, right at her yeah she's like at the very edge and it's like just because she like ducks down it like tries to leap over her into the water but then it, I don't know why it's so comical to me like the way it's back legs get caught it just like smacks into the side Bonk. of the boat yeah yeah. Um, so it like it gets then it like she like watches it in the water and it's like being like smacked into the side of the water by the current. And I love that like like in clue, everyone just runs to the other side of the boat and like looks over the back. <laughs>
0: and there's like and wait. normal water, normal water, normal water Oh, there's the blood, gush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the owner of the horse right next to her.
2: Yeah,
1: the mm. little girl, yeah. So meanwhile, uh, this scene this scene is almost in my top moments. This would be my number 10. At the mental hospital, Noah struts up to where a woman behind the counter is talking to an orderly. I don't know why the, this woman is listed as a grad student in the credits, mm. but he's like, I need to see the records for a patient named Anna Morgan. And this woman's <laughs> like, affect is so great. She's like, oh, really? Chuckle fuck? Why would I show those to you?
0: She's like, oh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Why don't you turn around and go fuck yourself? Like, literally, and he's go like, fuck
0: I've already seen them on the, you know, upstairs. I know where they are. And this dude, this other dude's like, no, you haven't. They're downstairs. And he's like, thanks, moron.
1: Good one, Noah. Mm-hmm. Good one. So then Noah's like-, like,
0: not even trying to like do an investigation like, like Rachel. She's just going to break into the place.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, what if her partner, like, what if, uh, you know, Bernstein here, was like had no chill and no yeah. skills why woodward's off doing his you can thing.
0: tell that rachel is good at this sort of thing and like knows how to talk to people and you know kind of minorly socially engineer them to get the information she wants whereas Noah's just like i'm just gonna break into the place
1: yeah like my hair has usually got me into <laughs> weirder scraps so he like breaks into some side thing and goes down some stairs like this is all he needed it's like he the finds- electrical closet or something yeah He finds the right room because the Mike Pence fly is there on the door and he's just like, are you in here, Anna? So, um, meanwhile, like, Naomi's, like, getting a ride to the Morgan Horse Ranch, having hitched a ride there. Oh, we should Uh, mention, um,
0: they don't know much about Samar at this point. They saw, like, one reference to a daughter and they're like, wait, she had a daughter? Uh, So they don't know that the daughter's dead, I don't think, at this point.
2: Hmm. Well,
1: it was, like, 1978, so Hmm. she could be old, I guess. Anyway, so she's, like... Knocking on the door. She's, like, standing on the porch. She's, like, this dilapidated American Gothic nightmare house. Um, goes around the side of the house, looks up. She sees the same window that in the tape. Uh, Richard Morgan's, like, looking out the window creepily. I think this, um, this was the
0: shot when it's, like, coming over the coast to the lighthouse, to the car driving. And it's, like, there's kind of these, like, low clouds that are kind of, like, obscuring it. Like, it's just a really, like, if this wasn't CG, if this is all the real helicopter shot, it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, like almost think like it has to be CG. It's like it's so smooth in the way it happens.
1: Yeah, um, I mean the the CG in this movie is interesting because I feel like obviously like Amber Tamblyn in the closet that's CG, right? That's not like real makeup. Uh, it
0: could be makeup. I don't
1: know. I don't know. It looks the kind the, of the shot
0: zooming fish. in on her like in the the attack when she dies. There's definitely CG happening there. But yeah, I don't know.
1: But I feel like the corpse effect is like it's it's like that weird like. CG instead of makeup which is the only thing that I think the original movie that people talk about came out four years earlier and it's a lot of like obviously like practical they don't have as much makeup Mm -hmm. effects that's the only kind of thing that really I think takes it down other than that it's got Hiroyuki Sonata which is great so she goes around the stables finds a man hammering to a fence this is of course the incredible Brian Cox he sees her and he's just like so you want to know about the horses eh
0: Brian Cox is in this movie for like four minutes he's incredible in it Um, This is also where she sees like the the shutters and a window that's like the same as in the video that like a a man was staring out of uh, that she'll later see is the same as in the drawing that Aiden made. So, yeah,
1: it's like the it's like the Bates house (laughs) shot, you know, when they when Marion thinks even the house is
0: creepy because like the horse, it's like this really, really long sloped um, uh, roof of the barn that goes like way
1: high up. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. Has to. Um, Brian Cox has never played a character who doesn't have a snappy comeback. Um, he doesn't know why people still care about the horses. And she's like, Well, I heard you had to put so many of them down. He's like, Most put themselves down. <laughs> so, like, they broke through fences and they ran off into the water and they drowned themselves. You know, just good old fashioned crazy horse shit.
0: She starts asking about uh, Anna Morgan and, and like your daughter. She sees the mirror uh, from the video, mm-hmm. too. And then this is when he's just like, Who are you really? What are you doing here? Cause they're
1: in the house now. Yeah,
0: and she's like, so I've got this videotape, and he's he's got uh, one of those like um one of those like hooks for like working with like bales of hay hay in his hand, mm-hmm. you know, just like subtly threatening. She kind of glances down to see that he's still holding that, and she's like, uh,
1: this is the weapon from the I know what you did last summer movies as well.
0: Yeah, it's like um like for ice, I think, right or something like that. Sure, like ice box.
1: It's for. For getting hooked on things. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he he asked where she got the tape and she's like shelter mountain in. And he's like, well, I could connect a lot of dots for you right here, but I'm not going <laughs> to.
0: Instead, get uh, the fuck out of my house.
1: Yeah. How about you go fuck yourself? How about that? Well, it's just um,
0: like, oh, you fucking vultures. You press. You're never leave it alone. You know.
1: Oh, there's a great bit about uh, what is it like something like you like dig up people's pain and want the whole world to experience it. Like mm-hmm. hint, hint, hint. That's what Samara is going to do in a way.
0: So when she so, when she goes outside, this is where she sees that the drawing that Aiden made for her earlier uh, has like the same features of the house uh, that she's at now. Like somehow he saw this place before she even got there.
1: Isn't Samara in his dream though, or his his illustration?
0: Yeah, and it's it's a little. A little person, even a little girl with the the scratches all over her face, like the hair hanging down in front.
1: See, I never, I never got like a Misha Barton and Sixth Sense vibe from this girl. I always got like she's the one. Hmm. Okay, I mean, to me, the twist, if there is such one, is that Anna Morgan does the pushing as opposed to Richard Morgan. Hmm. Anyway. In the mental hospital records room, Noah finds Anna's nose. He starts like going through them, and his nose starts bleeding bum, bum, bum. I
0: guess, real quick, I, I think it wasn't that I didn't, it was clear that like she was like the one haunting people, but I guess it, it seemed like she was uh, a ghost that has become vengeful rather than like, no, she was evil the whole time type of thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Twist is she was evil the whole time. Yeah. Tw-
0: the twist is Anna Morgan had a point.
2: Yeah.
1: The twist is
0: sometimes Morgan, you got to murder your daughter.
1: The twist is Anna Morgan did half the job, mm-hmm. she just didn't finish the job. Um, so Noah finds something that looks like x rays, um, they're from like the, the kind of video session that, that was terminated at the father's request, according to the notes. Um, his nose like, starts bleeding, yeah. So, at, at meanwhile, Aiden is at his aunt's house, just doing creepy arts and crafts, drawing a series of wells because, of course, he is, and
0: just like doing big, like, circular motion, like, you know, blacking out over and over again, and this, like, well drawing that he's done. This is when Rachel calls him, and she's like, hey, so, uh, where did you... How did you know to, you know, to do that drawing? And then he's like, oh, yeah, so Samari shows me things.
1: The little girl. He's, mm-hmm. He doesn't know her name yeah. yet. Um, and she doesn't like it in the barn. The horses keep her up at night. And then Watts is like, so she still lives there? And he's like, no, she lives in the dark place now. Also, this is where Aiden could have said... And she needs to stay there. Oh, is that not clear?
0: Should I I have included that?
1: I don't really know what disinterring her from the well does besides not stopping the curse altogether. You know what I
0: mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is she like more powerful if if let out? That kind of thing.
1: Mommy, you don't understand. You've just guaranteed a sequel, Mm -hmm. an American sequel, Mommy um oh the japanese sequels like eventually they get to like one of the movies is like Samar or sadaka versus the girl from the grudge
0: here's what you don't need in these movies is a lot of lore and and like explanation like it's we have enough in this movie to uh you know be scared we don't need to learn more it's not scarier to learn more
1: I think Freddy versus Jason happened at a point that made sense because those franchises were dumb and they got to their dumbest nadir and they were like, what the fuck? Let's have a little fun. Let's do a versus movie. Mm -hmm. I know they were going to do like another supposedly like serious Alien sequel. And then Sigourney Weaver is like, well, if you do Aliens versus Predator, I'm out. Like, you clearly don't give a shit about our movies. She
0: wasn't in the original script anyway, so that's fine.
1: Well, no, but I mean, like, they were going to do like an Aliens 4 with her. And it was like competing with that. They were also working on Aliens versus Predator. And she's just like, no, 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 no. You get one or the other. Like if you do that movie, I'm not, we're not doing my movie. I
0: would have taken the original Alien versus Predator script. It rules.
1: Okay. I don't know anything about it. Um, so can find it online, doctor- it's
0: really good. It's cool. what they base the video game on.
1: Was there a video game?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh,
1: at the local doctor's office, Naomi Watts is in the waiting room waiting for this crusty old doctor. I love this doctor. She's like... Jane Alexander. Good- Yeah, she's got like good like Bones McCoy energy. Mm -hmm. Um, She's like the only doctor in the island. She's born and raised there. And Emmy Watts is just like so you know the Morgans and their daughter and this doctor like yeah. (laughs) Well, Um,
0: we see that this doctor also has a son, a little bit older, like teenager who appears to be uh, is a grandson. Okay, appears to be on the spectrum as well. Um, And I, I, I do think that there's between him and Rachel's own son. Both those characters are trying to reinforce this idea of like, hey, some kids are just different. Um, you know that Anna Morgan was evil for what she did to Samara. You know she just wasn't willing to work with a a child who wasn't you know neurotypical or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's your classic uh, dealer on his family thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, although this kid is just living his life; he's not creeping anyone out, unlike uh, you know Aiden. So Naomi says yeah, she's is he making his own, own sandwiches though. Is, is he laying out your underwear for you or is it creepier that aiden didn't lay out underwear for her like, he's no. like here you-
0: hope you don't mind mom i could see you're running low so i changed the batteries in your vibrator
1: like like i know we're going to a funeral for my beloved cousin mom but you don't mind freeballing it do you um so Naomi says that she's seen things in her head it's affecting her son too and because of that girl the doctor's like i haven't heard anyone say that in a long long time so outside, the doctor says that you know, the Morgans went away. They came back the next summer. They had a, this kid, Samara. They, they got her from They've been trying somewhere. for
0: years. We, we saw some some notes of miscarriages in the medical files,
1: yeah. Not really adopted. They got her from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna was happy, and then she wasn't, because she complained she was having these horrible visions that were burned inside of her, and it only happened when she was around Samara. So Naomi says, were you Samara's doctor as well? Was there something wrong with her? And the doctor's like, you mean medically? And Amy, I love her response. I mean, whatever you mean. <laughs> and then this island logic, these folksy bullshit, like the doctor says, when you live on an island and catch a cold. It's everyone's cold. And Amy says, no offense, man. But what the fuck does that mean?
0: Ever since that girl left, things have been better. There you go. Oh, there's a couple of lines we skipped over. I just wanted to hit real quick. At some point, uh, I think this is like Rachel's monologue in or something. She says, I think before you die, you see the ring. Love that line. Mm-hmm um and then on oh, the
1: ferry or like before she got yeah. on the ferry right
0: and then uh aiden at one point uh he's talking about the little girl shows and things he says she doesn't like it in the barn the horses keep her up at night That was a great line
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i mentioned that when <laughs> uh, she called him so we're at another records room in the hospital where noah's like trying his bullshit on this orderly i love this orderly i love this too. orderly <laughs>
2: he's, 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 he's just
1: like what's your
0: secret man like like because oh, he's I, saying he's richard morgan yeah, yeah. He's like, wow, you, you look so young. What's your secret? And, he's, and Noah's just like, diet and exercise, man. And he's just like, I am not a fucking idiot.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, even though I'm going to let you watch yeah. this person's tape, just don't don't try to take my tape or I'll murder you. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and, and don't treat got, me like a fucking moron. He's got some straight up, uh, you know, the guy with <laughs> call yeah. Exactly. Um so like he's like looking at the, the they find the location of the case. It's empty. Noah's like, Wow, does it say the last person to watch it is? And orders like, Yeah, it was you.
0: Yeah, Richard Morgan. You asked. I want him
1: I want him to just like bop Noah in the face. <laughs> just with the uh, tape case, just bam. Yeah. <laughs> so Noah's on his cell phone trying to call Naomi as he takes the ferry to see her. Oh, uh, because he the Morgan fruit she returns to the Morgan form at night. This is this is a pure place out of nightmares. Just the lighthouse
0: no. in the background. God, it's so good.
1: Well the door is ajar, so she just like lets herself in. And it's like, man, I thought this place was creepy during the daytime. Um, she's peering around through the door, you can see that lighthouse just like revolving and shining light throughout. Well, and
0: it's such a great uh visual indicator of like mounting dread because you just it just it's this repetitious thing that keeps happening, the the light coming through over and over and what it will reveal this time.
1: Yeah. Um so there's some like files left out, including a birth certificate for Samara that has like, you know, the flies and the creepy fucking centipede on it in the VCR is a tape from the hospital. The one that, that uh, Noah couldn't find. So Navy presses play on it where she's watching like Samara go nuts in her room, like a surveillance thing. And then Samara is like talking to a doctor, like she's Sarah Connor in the hospital. Well, in we see Samara
0: just standing around, not sleeping, watching the clock for like three hours at a time. Just like standing in one place for like five hours, like staring at the camera creepy um,
1: So the doctor's like, "You know, why can't you sleep? What's keeping you awake? How did you make these like pictures, like the x-ray looking images?" And she's like, "I don't make them. I see them and then they just are." <laughs> this is also Donnie Darko's little sister by the way. Um, which also, you want to feel old? This girl's 30. Mm,
0: yeah, I feel old enough this week.
1: Um, yeah, cuz you're oh, you're up there.
0: Mhm. You'll be there soon yeah. enough.
1: Hmm. Nah. So Samara loves her mommy, wants her. The doctor's like, "But you don't want to hurt her anymore, do you? You don't want to hurt anyone, do you?" And she's "But, like, I, do. but I do." And I'm sorry cuz it won't stop. I don't know that this little girl is the right little girl for Samara. I don't know.
0: But she seems fine to me.
1: Okay, well, you can have her. Um, oh wait, does that mean I get Aiden? No, switch, switch back. You'd rather
0: have Samara as a kid than Aiden? Okay.
1: I think so. Samara gets shit okay. done.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. You're just having nightmares burn in your brain every night when you try to sleep. <laughs> At least I'll be over not here like- not having to make P- PBJs for my kid because he makes them on his own.
1: <laughs> At least she's not laying out my clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Samara says that Daddy doesn't love her anymore. Daddy loves the horses, which, I don't know, maybe he does. Um, so as the light revolves around the dark house, we see that Richard Morgan is just like, standing there watching her. <laughs> Daddy doesn't know. And Samara appears to be looking out from the tape. And this is when Naomi turns around and sees, like, Richard Morgan, like, whacks her across the face. With the like,
0: uh, power strip there, yeah.
1: He's like, I don't have enough old-timey electronics in my bathroom. <laughs> I'm taking this TV, too. So she's
0: just like, what the fuck? So she falls this guy in there and she's like, did you murder her? Did you kill your daughter? And he's, like, and she, like, sees what he's doing in the bathroom. And there's just, like a dozen or probably two dozen cables like snaking into this bathroom. He's got all this electrical equipment set up in there. There's an overflowing tub. She kind of tries to step inside and is like, Whoa, there's a bunch of water in here. I'll back up.
1: This is an orgy of old time mm-hmm. electronics. I just love and that. This he, is he, literally overkill.
0: He puts like the horse bit in his mouth as he electrocutes himself. What a way to go out.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he, <laughs> he doesn't want to screw up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, like, turns
0: like, on the power strip. Kaboom.
1: Well, and, and the funny thing, too, is he tells her beforehand, like, you know, he's mentioned that Samara would, like, show people these horrible visions and that she won't stop, which is proved by Naomi Watts coming to see him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So he fries himself pretty good. Mm. Uh, he's crispy. Um, So she's, like, screaming, backs in the hallway, exactly where she runs into Noah. A second person who was like, let me just let myself into this complete stranger's house on the dark, dark night. Um... Yeah. So, anyway, um, he like holds her. She eventually calms down. There's like
0: almost a kiss there. He's kind of like very close to her. Noah is like kind of like caressing it's her framed like There's heat. Yeah.
1: Like he's got his dirty hands on her face. Dirty. Yeah. Mm. Um, are his hands not dirty, bro? Uh-huh. I can
0: freeze right here. Yeah. They seem fine.
1: Okay, you're you're comfortable with a level of dirt than I maybe not when mm-hmm. I'm caressing a person's face, which. Maybe you should project more. Um, so he looks in the bathroom, sees what's left of Richard Morgan. Um, Naomi hears Aiden's voice in her head. She doesn't like the barn. The horses keep her up at night. So she's like, let's go to the barn.
0: And the barn is extra creepy. The, uh, the electricity still works here. I was amazed. They turn on the lights yeah. and it's like, okay, it's a barn. There's a bunch of hay, but there's this one spotlight shining down on this ladder that just goes up and up and up and up and up. Like, I don't know, 30 feet up. To this, or little, more. Yeah. To this little room that's been built like this loft room that's been built at the top of the barn in the back it's like I don't know maybe 10 foot on a side uh, it's just, just like this little hanging room up there that the ladder goes up to and they climb up and at first like, it, like Rachel's like happy she's like oh Samara and they go up there no it's empty but it's like this is a tiny little girl's bedroom there's like a rocking horse a little tiny bed and a TV and a chair some of the stuff we have seen in either the video or Samara's drawings uh, super creepy. And the wall uh, appears to be bleeding <laughs> on the, behind the wallpaper at the one side there.
1: So they put their fingers in it.
0: Mm-hmm. They tear everything aside and discover it's just a bunch of wood paneling that's had like a tree burned into it. Uh, that same tree, the Japanese maple that we saw at Shelter Mountain.
1: So here's my question. Was this a premonition that she was going to die? Well, I guess the, clearly the question did is, before. Did, Well, did she? Do you think Richard Morgan did this?
0: Well, we know that Samara, before and after she's killed, can put things in people's minds. And so, so she could have done it from beyond the grave, I guess. Like, she can she can burn thing images into reality. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, who knows? Um, it just seems like it was clearly done by her whenever it was done. But it's like, if it was done before... Did she know that she was going to die? Maybe.
0: I mean, somebody like Aiden seems to have some sort of premonition. So maybe Samara does too. But I know I mean, like in the, of... in the sequel, they explain that like Samara is like the daughter of a deity that had sex with the sea deity that had sex with Anna Morgan or something. That's stupid to me. I think it's better just to not explain no. it.
1: No, Anna Morgan's not her biological mom.
0: Oh, maybe it's, maybe it's in the book then. But in, in one of the versions, that's that's what it is. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: In one of the books, in the sequel, in the American sequel, it's Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. Which just has also long black hair over her face. It's dumb. Um, so, boom, baby. It's Wednesday, day seven. Um, we see that lone tree on the hill there by Shelter Mountain Resort. Um, they drive to the same little cabin. So, presumably, the dude is dead now.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: is this your we don't. We don't wow. see
0: them like going to get the key again, though. We just we cut to inside. And the, the sun's coming through the, the red leaves and the maple there turning everything red as before it's super creepy and Naomi Watts is like yeah this is you know the same time that I watched the video
1: the sun came through the leaves and lit them up like it was on fire mm-hmm. right? maybe it's I'm
0: sunset. about to die
1: right when I watched the tape that was mm-hmm. a week ago I don't know why we took so long to get here so we only have an hour left maybe if we had left Muesco Island the night before I don't know maybe um might not have been
0: able to you like the ferry yeah.
1: Maybe she's like, I don't know why it's taken us 17 hours to get here. But well, here we are. So they're in cabin 12. Naomi thinks she no longer has time. She wants to know how to help Aiden to use the time he has left, which is another day. And he's like, whoa, baby, 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 baby. I'm not into fatalism. And I'm also not into impending responsibilities as a single dad, especially not a single dad to that kid. Fuck no. I hate PB&J. So he starts like kicking things around, like pulling out the phone cord, knocking over a vase of marbles, which spill everywhere. But all so the world to
0: one place under the TV.
1: Yeah, like like a lowest point. So they yank back the rug and see. There's like water damage in the wood floor in the circle. This is fucking gross. There's no way you're sleeping here at night, even with the rug over it. Ugh. This I mean, if you stink. didn't know, this would. Stink.
0: But I mean, I feel like this whole cabin probably spells damp anyway. So you might not have known that there's rotting wood underneath the uh, one section. But so they they go and get it like an axe from like the uh, like a like a break in case of fire thing and cut through the floor and pull up uh, all the rod wood. And there underneath is that well. It's the, this cabin was built on top of the well. Oh shit. It's the,
1: it's the same well that sent John Locke back in time when he would move the island. Yo. Mm -hmm.
0: Say hello to my son. It's got a big stone kind of cap on it that they push away and they're looking down in it. And it's just seemingly endless black down there. And as they're staring down through flashlights is when the TV just starts to flicker. I like it.
2: What do
1: you think about the nails?
0: the fingernails
1: no 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 the nails and the floorboards
0: it's kind of cool i mean it's it's a little um like final destination-esque you know as we see the the water leaks out of the tv and then as it hits the the nails and the floorboards the nails just rise on their own i'd say it's effective it's creepy it's weird we don't know exactly what's happening
1: i kind of felt like watching it like you don't need that part you could just say that like him smashing his way through the floorboards, you know, did enough structural damage that this thing would just cave in. I guess
0: they wanted the the impending, uh, yeah, the yeah. action coming rather than just like a surprise. Like we know something bad is coming soon because you know we see all the the water and the the nails and whatnot.
1: So they they drop like something down there to like see how how far down it goes. I don't think they ever hear it drop, do they?
0: No, <laughs> they're just like waiting, like uh, okay.
1: Yeah, so uh, eventually the the TV rolls down these like smashed floorboards and just comes right down into the thing with them and just bonks Naomi right in the face and knocks her down in the well. We got an interesting shot with like Noah hanging over her, screaming out, "Rachel!" I mean, this is basically Rachel. Like, this is Peter Parker having just dropped Gwen Stacy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, she really so, just like takes a header straight down there too.
1: Oh, she's dead realistically she's dead probably she does not so because yeah. also if she can stand in the water at the bottom she is dead she would go straight in that thing and just melt her head and <laughs> um so she wakes up in the water at the bottom of the well which has got to be the most disgusting thing ever i think i'd rather stand in the toilet um
0: it's it's and, the water appears to be somewhat clean i guess but yeah
1: except for the corpse except yeah, for yeah, the corpse yeah um and it's uh it's wet and she's wet and uh how do I put this? I don't know if anyone's ever seen 21 grams, but if you have, then you know that Naomi, Naomi's nipples are an unstoppable fucking force when they want to be. Okay. They can burst through anything, like the shirt they want to come out. Um, so she looks around. She finds like a human nail embedded bedded in the rock. A fingernail. Uh, yeah.
0: It's yeah. Uh, And then she sees like these scratch marks, you know, kind of four scratch marks on a row. Oh, like somebody was clawing at the walls of this well. Like they were stuck down here and uh let's see i think we get this is where he gets flashback right yeah yeah uh, up above we see like the uh noah's gone to like get something and and then the the capstone is closing on its own up above super creepy
1: well also noah goes to get the uh like fire hose to throw down
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's only so long so he gets so he, he, he got like,
0: yanked back as he's carrying it yeah
1: because he's a fucking three stooges fuck boy um,
0: and he sees the sun going down behind the maple tree. He knows he's like running out of time there. Um, and then this is where chief down at the bottom, she's running her hand through the water and it comes up with a bunch of black hair, like seaweed. And then a, a hand reaches out and grabs her and she's just like,
1: ah, oh, fuck. Also, also, this is only the third time that the sun appears in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, So we see Samara in on this flashback standing over the well. There's no cabins there. It's like a simpler time. There's like horses, running around in the distance.
0: This is a tremendous crane shot here because it starts up a good 100 feet in the air. like, And then it goes all the way down, perfectly framed next to her to, to see the horses and the uh, the tree in the background. And then Anna Morgan stepping into frame.
1: Yeah. And she's like, isn't it beautiful here, Samara? I know that things will get better. And then she just puts a bag over Samara's head, holds it there until she passes out and pushes her down into the well.
0: You know what? You got to do what you got to do.
1: Oh, the cold-blooded last line all i ever wanted was you
0: Mm -hmm. and then you turned out to suck
1: yeah um so she wakes up um she looks over and
0: we 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 get the visual of uh the stone cap closing in the daytime zone it looks like a ring you know that's the imagery you've been seeing of the ring this whole time although even apparently the original book is not a reference to a ring at all it's more about like cycles
1: yeah because um Sadako is not even really technically the villain in the thing. She's kind of a catalyst for like a literal virus. Mm. Yeah. Um I mean in context it's interesting. The third book is fucking wild as they get into like simulated realities and it's much more science fictiony. It's uh it's like The 13th Floor meets uh what is that movie that The 13th floor is a remake of? World on World on a Wire? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, this is what they mean when they say before you die, you see the ring. Um so Naomi wakes up in the final flashback, looks down at her arm, the hand burn fades, and she's like, She was still alive. So she feels around the water, eventually finds Samara's dead body as it like floats to the surface and she like caresses a little girl's face. Samara looks the hair out of the way. Like
0: um, like she's just died, like she looks like a perfectly normal girl, and then she's caressing her, and then like the body just kind of disintegrates all at once. Yeah. Yikes.
1: Is there something like this? in last crusade with the night um well it's not the night
0: it's uh the in the catacombs no no i mean the the main bad guy kind of disintegrates all at once like he ages super fast
1: oh i was trying to think i feel like i've seen this in a movie before where there's something where like it's perfectly preserved as long as i, I think i
0: know what you're talking about it wasn't any indiana jones movie though
1: okay um, I can't think of what that was. Though. Mm-hmm. So Noah's like screaming down to her like the sun is set. It's past time. She's just cradling
0: <laughs> this gross moldering corpse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, somehow you're less creepy than my own flesh and blood, son. <laughs> Weird. So later this place is a crime scene. There's cops. naomi has got her like victim and blank- shock blanket on. Noah comes over and he's like, oh, they're going to bury her next week. And she's like, she wanted that child more than anything in the world. How could she have done that? And Naomi says that Samara just wanted to be heard, and sometimes kids just don't cry or just draw pictures. It's like she's really trying to like view this with the context of how she's been like letting herself off the hook with her own son in a way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and we're it's kind of a, a fake out here because we're kind of made to believe that the the seven days uh, doom coming for Rachel was getting pushed into that well, but because she she found Samara's body and is like you know getting her out of there, kind of putting her at peace. That's going to break the cycle or something, you know, like it's over now. She didn't die.
1: Well, just to clarify what you said, he asked, how long can you survive Mm -hmm. in a well? And she says seven days. You can survive for seven days. So So basically, it's like it's like she really psychically imprinted her whole fucking thing. mm -hmm. So this feels like it's the end. But Mm no, no, there's 20 minutes left. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So meanwhile, Naomi's sister's house. Aiden's like sleeping on the floor, like he just fell off something.
0: <laughs> I'd feel a little concerned if I came into a house and my kid is just like sprawled seriously. on the floor like that. S-
1: seriously, and they're just like, yeah, we'll just pick him up, take him home. Mm-hmm. This is not the weirdest thing he's done. So in the back seat, Aiden opens his eyes and he sees his parents together in the front seat in the car, and they're holding hands. It's kind of a cool shot the mm-hmm. way they get it in there.
0: Yeah, the POV.
1: So they get Aiden down in bed at home, and Noah leaves, and he's like, "Hey, call me sometime, unless you're running a movie, huh? Huh?" Um, he leaves, and so she takes what you know I hope will be the first of fifty showers.
0: I'm impressed with the restraint of this movie. like he gives her like a little kiss on the forehead. Noah does, but they never had the big big Hollywood kiss, which I guess it's because they're gonna kill him off, so they it's yeah. like they're they're holding back on that so the audience doesn't feel bad at the end like, cause well, I think has- I think when when Noah gets it, you're kind of like, man, that sucks, and that's scary, but you're not like heartbroken.
1: Also he has a girlfriend too. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, you know, not serious because she's his student mm-hmm. or a student, he says. So the next morning Aiden wakes up and Naomi's in bed with him. And it's like, what time is it? And she's like, it's either really late or really early, depending on how you look at it. He's like, Don't you have to be at work? And she's like, the paper folded a week ago. Mm-hmm. We're fine. There's a thing called the so,
0: internet happening Craigslist.
1: Apparently I searched the internet at work and that was the last straw.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he asks if Samara's still in the dark place, and she's like, No, honey. I set her free. And he's like, what the fuck, mom? You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to help her.
0: And then uh cut to Noah here. He's in his massive lost studio. Uh, picks up the coffee mug and leaves a little ring of oh, condensation.
1: Did you see the the you've read about the Chris Cooper thing?
0: Yeah, there's this whole like kind of like bookend scenes they filmed with Chris Cooper as some like paroled uh like, like rapist murderer. and murderer. Who like yeah. wanted a story on him done uh, by Naomi Watts. And Naomi Watts is like, no, I don't trust you. I don't think you're reformed or whatever. And so that was like the first scene in the movie. And then the last scene of the movie would be her giving him the tape as kind of yeah. poetic justice.
1: Yeah, I kind of like this ending better.
0: Oh, it's way better. Yeah. Um.
1: So all, all the TV cuts turns, they
0: made were the right cuts, I think.
1: Yeah. His TV turns on Noah's TV and it's like, oh shit, here we go. Rewatching this, I was fucking cheering. Um, so the TV is like just static, and he goes over, and of course he turns it off because he's confused. It starts up again. We see the well from the end of the tape. The phone starts ringing. It's Naomi calling from her place trying to stop you know, Aiden's bloody nose. It was also, um, before we left the Aiden stuff, he was just like, don't you understand, Rachel? She never sleeps. And like his nose started bleeding. So it's still going. He's got one of the handprints on his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, no ignores the call, comes closer to the TV, and then oh shit! She starts climbing out of that well. The screen is like vibrating and shit. It's
0: just so fucking terrifying. Seeing somehow her hair comes out first, and then she's yeah. climbing out of the well and slowly walking towards the the camera, you know, towards the TV itself, and then climbing out of the TV. uh intercut with uh, Rachel driving like a complete maniac through downtown yeah. Seattle here. It's like weaving in and out of traffic, going the other way on the road.
1: She's killed four people in mm-hmm. this this thing, or they caused four accidents. Just the
0: shot of Samara's arm coming out of the TV is just fucking haunting.
1: Also, her arms and legs, again, are jacked as if she's like a stunt person or a body devil. Or I guess... I
0: just did not notice that at all.
1: I guess if you have to make that climb so many times mm-hmm. out of that well to kill people, maybe you'd have a pretty good definition. So she's kind of like off color, like she's flickering black and white, like she's like TV tone. Um, he's like crashing into things, cutting himself. She's just like slowly walking towards him. She lifts her head. She's got like zombie face. Uh, there's a quick succession of flashes of images from the tape. Then we finally gets to his place. Of course, the elevator doesn't work. She has to run up all the stairs. <laughs> She's like dialing him on the cell phone. I and mean, when she gets in, I like this kind of thing where like you can hear his phone ringing he's got no yeah. answer machine and she's like holding the cell phone still
0: you see the the shelf knocked over all the broken glass from I don't know, water his, the bloody handprints and footprints from where he was cutting himself and then it seems like he's just chilling in a, a chair over there in front of the TV with water pooled all around him
1: yeah and so she turns the chair around and we don't see what she sees here but she screams like fucking crazy because you know exactly what she's seeing mm-hmm. so later she's this like this move is amazing Yes, this is this is a top moment. She's coming down the stairs. She sees Noah's girlfriend's about to go up in the elevator, and so she just kind of hides and not be seen by this chick. Like, let her deal with it. She's, I love
0: it. It's like I could warn you about what you're going to find out there, but no. I was almost like waiting for them to like wait and just hear the scream.
1: You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like it's clearly like a fuck you, Beth. Kiss him on the cheek when I'm over. Um, so she gets home and screams at Aiden, Go to your room
2: now.
0: And she, she finds the the tape and she smashes it and throws it in the fire. And she's like, why, why didn't it work? Why am I alive? You know, what, what did I do that Noah didn't? And then she looks back and uh, sees the copy of the tape. This is the one that Aiden watched uh, earlier. She like ripped it out and threw it under the couch and it's still there. And, and now she's kind of considering what kind of a creepy person Samara is. And like, Oh, she wanted to share what happened to her. You know, she, she wants her, her creepiness to be shared with the world. And so she, I live because I made a copy, basically.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we Wait, then get we... The, the brief cuts of not only uh, Katie in the closet all fucked up, but also Noah with his face all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Delightful. It's like no nose in it. It's like his nose is missing.
1: Yeah. So at Naomi's job, she's like guiding Aiden to make a copy. They're watching it again. So I guess you can't get reinfected.
0: I guess not. No,
1: you have like uh, like ring antibodies, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, ring ring immunity.
1: Um, so she's like, "Don't worry, you're gonna be okay." And she he's like, "What about the person we showed to? What happens to them?" And and she's like, "Fuck them."
0: Well, she kind of almost looks at the camera, like it's very much because it it like after you know she says that and the last lines there, we get like the kind of quick frames of the ring. You know, we see the well and then static and then the movie ends and it's like mm-hmm. oh are, have we now watched the, the the forbidden tape you know it's like we will die unless we show this to someone else. I, it's a little gimmicky but I like it. I, I like the it's almost a fourth wall break at the end there.
1: Yeah yeah. Um, again the sequel just fucking sucks. The only thing that was worthwhile in it is that in the opening features Emily Van Camp and Ryan Merriman.
0: <laughs> I just don't think you need a sequel to this like this is it's it's like it stands on its own. I haven't seen it, but it's it sounds like a little bit similar to like it follows. Like you don't need a sequel to it follows.
1: Are you just getting off on sending me fucked up images from this movie?
0: Yes, is I sent you the fettish? horse. That was a uh, that was a present for you because you like the horse.
1: Thank you. Is that what you're you welcome? Yes. Okay, now, you, now you can shoot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I can zip back up now. <laughs> hey. Video is not on. I just it's want to cool. know where
0: this guy's webcam is. You know what I'm saying?
1: Which one? Which webcam?
0: Uh, Zoom, Dick, Bro.
1: Oh yeah. Well, because like didn't, I didn't read the actual story. It's like a call ended, and then the call. He as, didn't realize the cows. As, as I understand he actually it, jacking it. As
0: I understand it, uh, he started cranking the hog. He like okay. he thought he was off camera, and I assume it was like, well, time to like you know pull up some porn or whatever and start cranking away. And they could they could fully see what he was doing. So like, I I don't know where his webcam is. If he had it like positioned in a weird spot or something.
1: Or I don't want to get into the things that we don't need to talk about. But mm-hmm. like the question, I guess, is is he still sitting like ass in the chair, jacket? Like, did, like, jack yeah, did he stand up? Maybe the jacket. Did he stand? Yeah. Because I mean, maybe
0: that would be it. Yeah.
1: But I mean, what are you doing, bro? You're trying to like splatter onto like the screen? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, I was going to clean the screen anyway. So.
0: I mean, in general, I feel like if you're. Your field of view of your webcam is that wide that they can, like, see your crotch even with your pants on? That's a little weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, why? What? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? They're just, like,
0: <laughs> way back, like, you, you know, rolled your chair back three feet or something like that.
1: I mean, I've done probably, like, 80 Zoom calls of some fashion in the last eight months. Mm-hmm. I have never... Maybe I'm calling the wrong people, but I have never You're been. You're not like, cranking hey, your hog on the Zoom call? I, I got to masturbate so goddamn hard. I wish this <laughs> meeting would end. I mean, also, yeah, it's it's this is workplace sexual harassment all the same. Mm-hmm. This is Louis C.K. bullshit. Come on.
0: I guess the, the question remains did he do it on purpose or not? You know, like, is this part that, of his weird
1: kink? Yeah, yeah good question. Mm hmm. Before you die, you see a journalist cranking his hog. <laughs> is,
0: Jeremy, or is it Jeffrey or Jeremy Tubin? I don't know. You see Tubin's asshole and balls is what you see. <laughs>
1: what? Okay, is he just turning around and presenting? <laughs> I will never forget my first experience of Craigslist. Oh. Was a friend? A friend was looking for something on Craigslist. This was like way back when. I was like, "What is this?" This is probably around the time of this movie. And I was like, "What's Craigslist?" And he was explaining it to me. And he's like looking for, I don't remember what he was looking to buy. It wasn't like looking for an apartment. He was looking to, to buy something. And then he just like sends me a link. And I was like, oh, what's this? And it's just an, a listing from an old guy who just put a post on Craigslist because he wanted everyone to know how clean his asshole was. Mm. And I'm reading the text. And I had this moment where I was like, there's clearly a picture if I scroll down. I know it's going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Am I that curious? Because mm-hmm. I mean, there's those internet Sometimes things. Sometimes you got to leave
0: those links blue.
1: There's some of those internet things that people are curious enough about. Like the people who watch the beheading videos from the Iraq war. Yeah, I'm out, talking about
0: traffic and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm not into that. Um, there's the people who had to watch Two Girls, One Cup.
0: Don't watch that
1: either. Yeah, so.
0: Don't watch. I don't watch Snuff. I don't watch Two Girls, One Cup. I don't watch that Friday video, whatever that was. You know, I just stay away from all that.
1: The music video with mm-hmm. Rebecca Black? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, have, I abstained died.
0: from that piece of culture. Well,
1: because if you watch it, you get a phone call telling you you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> die and then you see nice.
0: Tubin's asshole and balls.
1: <laughs> Which is a ring.
0: <laughs> All right. Um there is a deleted scene uh that was on like the DVD where like they go to a blockbuster and put the tape in one of the cases.
1: Oh, that's that's diabolical. Yeah
0: any complaints about this movie aside from noah
1: the chris cooper thing makes sense i just don't need that spelled out in my movie i I I just
0: think it's it's more fun to wink at the audience at the end i feel like than be like it's okay there's a an acceptable person for her to kill
1: yeah the other thing that's weird about the the sequels in japan in japan is that some of the sequels are like the the adaptation of the book like the second book spiral and then like that wasn't very popularly received. So then they did like just a whole other like ring two series. Like, I don't know if you ever read that book Hatchet by Gary Paulson. There's a bunch of like alternative sequels that go in different directions. Like, mm. if you don't like that sequel, here's another one. Anyway, complaints. Um I I don't know. I mean, part of me is curious about the exploration for why Aiden's a conduit between Samara. I don't know if I actually need it, if it's a real complaint um it doesn't seem like samara really has a lot of trouble getting her message across so i don't know if you need aiden i don't know if it's, it's like a japanese thing that just it was in the movie so they translated it into the remake um i don't know why you're not supposed to help her i don't know what that really does other than just not stopping the curse i um, mean because Noah just dies because he didn't make a copy of the tape and show it to someone right mm-hmm. that's that's all i got
0: Didn't share or or tear
1: did you ever do chain letters as a kid no okay
0: uh, make one change. I had no complaints.
1: Um, it's very weird. Like, I would clean up a little bit of the mythology a little bit, like how the Morgan Horse Farm or the Morgans are related to the land where the lodge is. Also, I'm a bit contradictory in that there's times where I want the movie to slow down and be slightly more atmospheric, but also I want them to shave 10 minutes off the movie. <laughs> so, I don't know, just kind of vague complaints, vague changes.
0: Yeah, the only thing I could think of was um, maybe do the blockbuster scene as like a post credit scene or something, just a little thing at the end.
1: Do you remember the the like fake trailers for the I know what you did last summer movies?
0: Uh, fake trailers?
1: Yeah, they would do like the fake scenes. Uh, those or, were like, real
0: the... trailers. They were just scenes well, that were trailers. not in the movie.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the blockbuster thing sounds like to me. Hmm, You know what I mean? Like, like it could be a trailer for like the or the part of the first part of this the trailer for the sequel that won't be in the movie because they have stupider things to put in that movie.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, rankings? Uh, I have ten.
1: I have eleven.
0: Wow. Okay. Wonder who you added that I did not.
1: Number eleven. I have Aiden.
0: Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I think we're both Uh, learning a lot about ourselves and each other. (laughs) at number 10 i have beth the assistant just Mm. tough break for beth having to find the body could have been warned away but no
1: i don't have beth but yeah uh, poor beth Uh, at 10 i have samara
0: interesting i'm curious about kind of your your methodology for these rankings like what what makes someone higher or lower for you
1: you know, I think if you're really looking at it to like find a system, mm-hmm. I would uh, I would maybe not look at it that hard.
0: Hmm. Okay. I mean, is it just like a gut feeling? Just like that's I, what
1: it is. It's it's just it's just me. It's it's intuitive, baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just turning on the Zoom call and closing my eyes and reaching down.
0: All right, number nine. I have Becca, Katie's friend.
1: Number nine. I have Noah.
0: Wow, he made it all the way to nine. I'm impressed.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: At number eight, I have Anna Morgan. Uh, I would have ranked her higher because she had the right idea, but she didn't finish the job.
1: Oh, I totally forgot Anna Morgan. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, do you (laughs) have? Because at number eight, Mm -hmm. I've got little baby Adam Brody.
0: Oh, I do not have Adam Brody on here.
1: (laughs) This is like one year before the OC. (laughs) I don't think he's probably been on Gilmore Girls at this point. And then he's just like, what's up? I've got one of those like CW-esque star careers. I'm booking a bit part in this horror movie. Which would be a huge box office success.
0: Yeah, this is a big hit. They like released it limited and then expanded because uh, the reaction is so positive.
1: Is he in? Then he's in the. Um... Oh, shit. What's that guy's name? What's the two face with the fucking thing in his chin? What's that guy's name? Two face with the thing in his chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the Jason Reitman movie about smoking. Thank you for smoking?
0: Um, uh, yeah, Thank you Rob... for Smoking is the movie. Is Adam Brody he's, in that? He's uh, Rob Lowe's assistant.
1: What okay, what okay, thing
0: yeah. is in someone's chin? Uh, a dimple?
1: Aaron Eckhart? Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. I thought you were talking about like some sort of like uh piercing or something.
1: Can you pierce your
2: chin? Kind you of, yeah. yeah.
1: But you can pierce anything, if mm-hmm. you you're committed enough. Like Abraham Lincoln said, anything is a dildo if you're brave enough. <laughs> um yeah, okay. Okay. I was just trying to remember Adam Brody's career because then it's like in my mind it goes from that to Jennifer's body. He's which...
0: also in like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, is he? In kind of like a weird role. Like I feel like they didn't know what to do with him. I think his best film role was probably in Thank You for Smoking as like the really glib like assistant to the agent.
1: I don't really remember him in that movie. I've um I've only ever seen bits of Mr. And Mrs. Smith in like waiting rooms. Um, I think his best movie role is probably Jennifer's Body. His second best role is he's got an incredible guest starring role in New Girl. Um,
2: mm.
1: Yeah, it's weird that Seth Cohen married—I forgot her name, Leighton Meester. Mm-hmm. I forgot the character's name. Anyway, that's my eight. What's your eight?
0: My eight was Anne Morgan. My seven is Dr. Grasnick, played by Jane Alexander.
1: Mm-hmm. My seven is Katie, played by Amber tamblin
0: Yeah, she's my number six. She's a good, uh, good opening movie kill for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, my number six is the horses.
0: I do not have the horse on this, but that was a hell of a funny <laughs> header. The horse does. I think it's just something about the comedy mixed with the horror really stands out to me.
1: Can I do a joke that's both terrible and shows how old I am? Sure. Mr. Dead.
0: Oh, yeah, you mean like Mr. Ed, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's
0: enough. I had to do some some calculations to figure that one out.
1: You're like, let me go way back in fucking time. <laughs> I I made a two Darren's joke earlier on Twitter. So I'm a hundred. Mm. Uh,
0: number five. Your boy, Noah.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Really? It's five. Yeah. Okay.
0: And he, he provided some useful information and he had a cool death scene. Because we okay. we kind of wanted to see what happened. So, like, it had to happen to somebody, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I want him to die. That's mm-hmm. for realsies. Uh My number five is, you know, again, this is bullshit. It's a tie between the two orderlies that Noah tries to get one over on the mm-hmm. guy in the hospital library, the what's your secret, man? And the woman who is in tr- who he tries to get the medical records from. Who, according to IMDb, is an actress named Lindsay Stoddard. I don't know why they credit her as grad student. She's yeah, clearly know. a hospital employee, but whatever. I just love her. Really chuckle fuck. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just give you these fucking records? Get the fuck out of here. Sorry, go, go on.
0: Number four, I have Richard Morgan, Brian Cox, throwing 110 miles an hour in this short time on screen.
1: For sure. Uh, number four, I have Becca, because I am buying whatever she's selling.
0: Wow, okay. Pretty high for Becca. Number three, I have your other boy. Your little man, Aiden. The son son you never had.
1: I'm surprised you're not texting me pictures of Aiden throughout this. (laughs) Just his life. I wasn't,
0: I I expected you to hate Noah. I wasn't expecting you to be so weirded out by Aiden.
1: You're not weirded out by Aiden. I just don't get this. Is this an affect? Is this a bitch? Are you legitimately like, yeah, if I have to have kids, that's the kid I it want? It just seems
0: like all things considered, he's pretty low maintenance.
1: <laughs> Which I feel like makes her seem like an even worse mom.
0: <laughs> you understand, man? I just came from a family interaction where one of my nephews was just like raising and lowering this like shade screen for like Mm -hmm. just constantly just up and down up and down it's like why are you doing that can't you just fucking chill out and this kid is chill he would never do that
1: how old was this kid this nephew
0: uh i don't know like somewhere between 10 and 14
1: Ooh, that's that's too old Mm -hmm. okay and number three i've got brian cox and richard morgan just for all the reasons because he's brian cox i hope he got paid a fucking fortune to to be in this the original Hannibal Lecter but also just my son's going to die he sure will <laughs> and then he exits stage left in the most dramatic way possible
0: oh yeah number 2 i've got your girl samara okay effective creepy
1: yeah yeah uh number 2 i've got Jane Alexander as Dr. Grasnik. i fucking love this doctor character i i would have i would have killed for like another scene of her
0: and number one, Naomi Watts herself, Rachel.
1: Uh, Not her breakout role, but definitely like the role that was like, yeah, we want more of her.
0: I like Naomi Watts. I really like her. Her career's been a weird one. I feel like she had to have like lost a lot of roles to like some combination of like Nicole Kidman and Scarjo. Like, I feel like she's kind of like in between the two of them, but like, it was probably like not the first one that gets called. Uh, for for the big roles.
1: someday I really want to talk to somebody about ScarJo's film career because it's fascinating. It's fucking bananas. Um, but yeah, I and Amy Watts has taken a lot of like shittier roles later. Later, like she like takes roles like weird s-
0: movies like The Impossible or Diana or or <laughs> Divergent.
1: Is it is the movie called Saint Vincent where she plays Mm -hmm. like a prostitute that Bill Murray befriends? Yeah, um, it's like roles that are I feel like I'll just say it beneath her.
0: Yeah, the Book of Henry. Uh,
1: Oh, I feel like I'm shocked that we haven't done that yet. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Also, is that kid gonna be weirder or less weird than Aiden?
0: Jacob Tremblay. You mean in the the movie or in life?
1: Is it Jacob Tremblay? Isn't
0: it? I thought it was. Let me look.
1: How old is yeah, that Jacob Tremblay? Is, like, is he like 21? Is he got the, the orphan thing? Is he like a little man? The orphan just like, thing. Yeah, that movie The Orphan where the girl's like an adult.
0: According this, he's four foot eight. Let's see, how old is he?
1: He's 32.
0: Um, born in 2006, so he just turned know. 14.
1: I remember having a good chuckle. When they did the press for Room and Brie Larson is like, no joke, he's my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, that's going to get awkward in a few years.
0: Sure, if you make it awkward. <laughs> yeah, um, no one wants In like, all the Divergent movies as, like, the mom,
1: I believe. Yeah. Beneath her. Mm-hmm. Drastically beneath her. Like. She played Valerie Plame. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend most David Lynch things to people who haven't shown an inclination for enjoying that. I would say Mulholland Drive is without a doubt his best movie. It's it's the most purest form of his version of dream logic. She has scenes in that that are just like award winning scenes. Like she should be, she ha- should have an Oscar for na- for.
0: I loved her in Mulholland I Heart Huckabee's. I mean, there's classic fuckabees. between us. Classic.
1: Fuckabees. Oh my god, she said fuckabees. <laughs> I. I don't think we can, but that would be a great movie to do someday. Yeah, maybe someday. I mean, because let's face it. Number one scene is going to be Shania hates mayo. Won't touch it. How am I not myself? Anyway. Yeah, Naomi's our number one. Um, So, man, COVID's a, a bitch because Halloween's actually on a Saturday this year.
0: What does COVID have to do with that?
1: Well, I mean... I like to think people are doing Halloween, Halloween like normal.
0: I mean, I'm sure they hope. won't be. I hope. Yeah, but I, I think we're done with the orgasm, if that's what you mean. Yeah, we're the all orgasm, spent.
1: Right
2: you know in the middle ectoplasm. of the Zoom
0: call.
1: <laughs> no more ectoplasm to go. Mm-hmm. Not a not a sustainer, huh? You, you do one and you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's cool. Um, yeah, because I would say by the time we release an episode, it'll definitely be in November.
0: Yeah, it would come out on like the second, I think. So, let's,
1: let's talk about election day. Let's do an election day movie.
0: Let everyone vote. Let's not do a political movie that day. <laughs> I know what I want to do. You, you're. I feel like you're going to veto me. Okay. Let's do Scott Pilgrim. Let's have some fun.
1: Uh, okay, fine. Are you not a fan of that movie? Uh, I don't love it. I mm. enjoy it, mm. but um, I. Have watched it maybe twice. And really, rewatch? I yeah, I've I've seen it twice, and I've watched um, the read through, or most of the read through of the cast.
0: Okay, I've probably watched it like twenty times, so that'll be fun.
1: Okay, cool. All right, so Scott Pilgrim versus the world. The world.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll be doing it's right. got a great cast, obviously, and and we'll be doing the drawing for our contest, the Trouble All Finds Me contest. So tune in. We'll be having live on tape. Okay. All right. I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.